You lot, you're listening to Garage Hammer, episode 164. On tonight's episode, the modelings have Carl from the independent characters on. Because having someone who plays 40k analyzing Age of Sigmar apparently works really well because... I, reasons, I guess. But Carl's are apparently a cool manling, and the fat manlings all all sorts of fanboying on him. So just, just shut it! I'm listening to me show! Welcome to the garage, you tools. For the next two hours or thereabouts, we will do our best to keep you informed, entertained, and have a laugh or two along the way. Bringing you what's going on, what's next, and a very exciting guest. I'm Alex Gonzalez. And I'm Tor Johnson. Very nice. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm going old school. Last couple episodes, I've noticed it's a little hard for me to keep up sometimes. <laughs> I'm just gonna start changing it up again. I think I'm gonna go back to just just doing stupid things because now I have a co-host, so there's somebody to keep the show <laughs> high. So when I go low, it's not that bad. Oh, and Lindsay says hi. Lindsay's hi, still Lindsay. here. So Lindsay, and for those of you who don't recall, because she hasn't been on in a couple of episodes, it's. Lindsay, the albino Canadian hockey puck. So she's here with me, keeping me company down here in the crypt. Uh, how's it going, brother? It's going good. It's been a week, but it's good. It's oh, I know. Uh, I've been up now for 36 hours and 14 minutes. So this is going to be an interesting show. Oh, boy. <laughs> So should we put the apologize in advance disclaimer on this oh, one is what you're saying? you know what? We, we sh- <laughs> We've been apologizing since episode one, and it's the right thing to do. So, Yeah, uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, we were porting over the, the episodes into the, uh, the new – we have a new host for just the episodes because we're yeah. trying to get the – we're going to – we're reworking on the website. And so, But we want to just have the episodes in a place, and we got them. And uh, as I was porting stuff over, I, you know, some of the old episodes, I accidentally was clicking on some of them as I was doing things. And I heard that intro to the old – I was trying to do something clever. And boy, I, I, wow. The fact that you anybody's still listening to this show, you, I, you deserve <laughs> a medal. I swear to God. Uh, all right. So listen um, – before I, right before we thank the sponsors, I tell everybody why are they listening. So that was smart. This is going great so far. This is this is hot. This is we're bringing heat now. Oh, great googly moogly. Um, you know what? Um, we probably should thank the sponsors. I'm thinking that's a good absolutely. Idea. Um, so as always, you need to take a moment to thank the sponsors of Garage Hammer. Um, sponsors of Garage Hammer are Unique Gifts and Games, Grays Lake, Illinois. <laughs> you gonna make this? Yes, I got good? this. I got All right, this. I'll- all right, all right. I gave my uh, daughter. Chaos. Go ahead. Oh. Go, go. Go. Chaos Orc Superstore. <laughs> Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstore. And Six Squared Studios. For all of your MDF needs. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my daughter came down last night with this cough that sounded like a baby seal. And she goes, coughing so hard I peed a little bit. And that was it. I'm like, okay. I literally sat up and... <laughs> And I literally just just sitting up with her all night. And she's like sitting, like resting in my lap, and I couldn't fall asleep because every time I started to doze, she was just like she start to cough again. And then I had to keep checking if she peed on me. It was this was oh my god! It was. Oh. I think I broke a little. <laughs> okay. Yep, we're back. All right. Yeah, seriously, keep this going. Um, uh, yeah. Wow. Oh, I couldn't. Hot you know, start. Hot start. Well, that's. I'm just letting people know why I've been up this long. So I'm. I'm really. I'm seriously just going on. I mean, I missed my workout because I just couldn't get up. 
Like I, wow. I couldn't fall asleep, but I couldn't get up to go. Like I was a zombie. It just, I missed it. It's just, it's been. Oh wow! So here we go. Oh, I, you know what? I also want to thank our, uh, uh, as always, thanking our associate producers on Patreon, at, which is at patreon.com slash garagehammer. Uh, James Mackey and Shirley Tempel, our associate producers, um, and I also want to welcome our newest patron patrons: uh, Colin Miller, Andrew Todd, Joshua Taus, David, David. Buchan? Buchan? B-U-C-H-A-N. David. Buchan. Buchan. And Sean Robottom, um, our newest our newest patrons. And thank you, guys. You guys are the half a percent, which is just, you guys You guys are, are the guys who are making this stuff happen. And, and boy, things are happening. I'm excited. Things are going, going, going. Oh, boy. So no emails, really, except um, we did get some voicemails. Did I tell you we had voicemail, Alex? We have voicemail. We have voicemail. We We have voicemail. I don't know what happened, but it was voicemail palooza. Really? Yeah. Like, we got, um, like, I think three, unless this one, unless I play. I don't think I played this one last time. Holy cow. We didn't play again from Minneapolis. Nope, 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 nope. So, yeah, we got wow. a bunch. Yeah. So, Dave, what if I wanted to call and leave a voicemail, though? Oh, if you want to call and leave a voicemail, you should dial 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. That's 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. International callers in most countries, please dial 00. And then 1-757-GH-SHOW-6. <laughs> um, if you don't have letters on your phone, that would be 441-4696. So, yeah. That's, yeah. That's ugh, energy levels. So high. Wonderful. I'm excited oh, about you're this gonna show. Oh, you're going to sleep good tonight. <laughs> <laughs> this show's going to be done about 9 at about 9:06. I think I'm going to be passed out like 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 my dad on Friday nights. So here we go. Oh, voicemail. Okay. Um I I don't think we played this one last time and if we did I apologize to, to all the listeners, but uh I'm going to wait a minute. Oh no, wait. He totally did play this one. Oh yeah, okay. So we got two voicemails. It's not a voicemail palooza. It's more like a voicemail uh, extravaganza. So, um, hold on. Play message. And here we go. Hey, Dave. This is Christian out in California. I wanted to call to complain. It's all your fault. Your fault. You told me to do it. Now, here we are, three weeks away from Adepticon. And what am I doing? I'm rebasing an entire army, and it's all your fault. Hopefully, when we get together at Adepticon, we'll be able to play a game. We'll see. But in the meantime, I curse you to the chaos gods. And I'll take that. I will take that. And that was that was that was oftentimes guest host of the show, Christian. Who, who I'm actually I rooming thought- with at Adepticon, so it's like, you know, I'm definitely going to see him. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, he's rebasing like three weeks beforehand. I don't know what made him think to do that, but go for it. I think it's awesome. I think it's great. Yeah. I want to know what he's rebasing, though. Well, what considering he, he only plays core racing? demons. Oh, well, that'll do it. Yep. He'll be playing corn. Well, not just corn demons. He plays just corn in general, though. So he's rebasing his corn, and it's going to be awesome. And speaking of corn, our next call is from Nebraska. <laughs> bum, bum, bum. Good oh, job. Lord. All right. 
One more voice. Christian, I will see you at Adepticon. Um, yeah, I, unless we totally like blindfold ourselves in the room. I will see you at Adepticon. So here is the next voicemail, and this one's a good one, too. Hold on a second. This one, and ready, and... Hey, this is Corey from Omaha, Nebraska. I uh, just wanted to call and say hi. I've been uh, listening to your show for years now and still loving it. It's actually been your show that's kept me keyed on to what's been happening in the mortal realms and got me playing Age of Sigmar again. In fact, uh, my club, Cornhammer, Cornhammer, Curls for the Curl God, just started an Age of Sigmar campaign that I designed that combines some elements of the map campaign and the Path to Glory from the General's Handbook. So any of you that might be listening that are in the Omaha metro area, head down to the game shop in Bellevue, Nebraska on Tuesday nights. We generally start around 6 p.m. I've been playing at 1,000 points, so it's easier for new people to jump into the game. Uh, even if you might just be AOS curious, I've been uh, bringing an extra army with me, so all you need to do is bring yourself. Um, and if any of you, uh, again, that are listening, that if you want to get in touch with me uh, and want more details, I want me to send you, like, the rules that we've been using. Uh, feel free to send me an email at blacknightgaming at gmail.com. And, of course, because, you know, I have to make the email address more difficult, it's black as in, you know, it's black outside or black the color with a one instead of the L. And then night as in it's night out um, with a nine instead of the G. <laughs> and then gaming at gmail.com. So uh, that's, you know, Claire's mud. Uh, thanks, Dave, for the show. Uh, keep doing what you're doing. Been really enjoying it, and I'll talk to you later. Bye. Okay, I, I don't really pre-listen to the to the voicemails because I like to hear them for the first time too. So I had no <laughs> idea his, his his group was called Corn. There, there was a corn reference with the with with Nebraska. So that was fantastic. So wait, it's B one A C K N I nine H T. Gaming at gmail.com. I, I was waiting for a number in gaming somewhere. It's like, okay, what is he going to do? Is he going to re- replicate the one again or the nine again? No, no, no. Kept it but, simple. Kept it simple. Yeah. Just said, forget it. We got two two letters in there, and, and we're good. Two numbers. Two. <laughs> and Dave is on point. I know the difference between letters and numbers. I really do. I just don't care anymore. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. This is oh, so good. Wow, Oof, I'm gonna get hate mail. All right, um, you know what? So what? I haven't gotten hate mail in a long time. Uh, in fact, I haven't really gotten any hate mail since Roger Waters lost his mind, which I haven't heard from him again either. So I'm assuming he doesn't even listen, and who cares? Um, <coughs> he was a jerk. Um, so that's pretty good, actually. That's the voicemails uh, here, and you too. Can call and promote your game club, or do you, I love getting voicemails? I really do. Um, I, I just do. So somebody's talking to me. That's awesome. So that's that. Um, so we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with the Garage Hammer News Network, and um, and uh, and the Toolbox uh, before we have Carl on. Okay, uh, and um, I'm excited to have Carl on, but we'll we'll talk about that when we get closer to that. Because um, I can't keep all these multiple things. I'm not multitasking today. I'm going right along this sheet. So we will be back, folks, in a minute.
That's right, folks. Chaos Orc Superstore, your one-stop shop for all your hobby gaming needs. They've not only got current and classic GW releases, Chess X Dice and Vallejo Paints, but now they're also carrying Mantic, Infinity, Flames of War, Privateer Press, Soda Pop, Dark Age, and other assorted boarded miniature-based games. They usually ship within 24 hours, and the model in the picture is the model they ship to you, because at Chaos Orc Superstore, what you see is what you get. And we are back with the Garage Hammer Network News, or News Network. I should probably find some music or something. We should do like a like an intro thing, like a really cool thing, like 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 when Dan and and Wayne do their you know their little show us your tips or 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 things like that that they do. We should try to do something like that. Not you know nothing original. Just copy them because they're 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 popular. So okay, Garage Hammer News. Lots of stuff going on. Lots of stuff going on. Um, did you see those Vanguard Raptors and stuff? Yeah, mine didn't come in yet, but I got two sets on the way. I picked up two boxes on Saturday. Oh, you suck. I do, um. I do. And I picked up uh, the Reichland Reavers, even though I don't know why, because I haven't had time to play Blood Bowl, but I have to have it all. Um, oh, that's the human team, right? Yeah, and I picked up the Ogre, too, because why not? Yeah. So... Yeah, no, the Reichland Reavers. So Blood Bowl's got more teams out. Uh, these thi- and okay. By the way, these new these new uh, the gun models with the with the okay, dude. That reminds me of the Hockland Long Rifle Boy, the sniper guy with the long stick under you know with the cane underneath the gun mm-hmm. to hold the steady. So I love seeing some of those things from the other sets work their way in. Um, those are nice models. Those are really nice models. Yeah, they look pretty sweet. The, this new release looks pretty good. Um, oh yeah. Even the Palidors, um, but that's got a, a box cute. of those. Oh, okay, the only thing I'm just gonna say is I don't like Macklemore. I really do not like that head. Um, what do you mean bear the, head with, the the bear head with the Macklemore haircut? Oh, I'm not putting that on there. No. Oh no, no no. But it's just like really that's where you went with this Fulgrim and Macklemore or Stormcast. I don't get it. See, here's my it just thing. Doesn't make sense. My Space Marines. All wear helmets. Right. My Stormcast. Oh, and I'm not trying to draw a parallel between the two of them. I'm just saying they they wear helmets. My whole thing is that that's the mysterious thing. Like nobody knows what's inside them weirdness. And I liked that whole they don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't. No, nope, 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 nope. My guys don't take off their helmets. So they, and my guys never mind. Helmets. You're going into battle. You should wear a freaking helmet if I you don't, have one. I never got that. You're a space marine. There's stuff exploding all around you. You're out there's there. There's noxious there's, gases everywhere. Yeah, and I get that. But it's and, and I get. But I, when you read the stories, like they have the 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 HUD in their in their visor, and they've got the filters and the noise filters and the light and stuff. Why would you take that off? Because it looks cool. No, not doing no, it. No, no it's not <laughs> happening. And I don't get guys with the giant top knots. I still don't get it. How do you put your helmet on over that thing? Forget it. Nope. And I'm not saying it doesn't look nice. I mean, some people like it, and I know people have been wanting, and people have been uh, 
you know, uh, um, you know, custom converting their models to get rid of the helmets because they don't want them to look like, you know, all this, all this. I, I love, I love that they're all like this. It, it's to me, it's that uniformity in the army, that almost scariness, where there's no facial expression. They're just marching in. Your death is on the horizon. That's how I want my. That's how I want my stormcast. Exactly. That's me, man. And then I love the Palidors because I love those Chocobos they're riding. They look awesome. Yeah, they do. They're like they. I, they do. I, I, you know, at first I looked at them and said, "What?" And then because I thought that everybody rides dragons, I'm like, "Well, if you're not going to ride a dragon, that's a pretty cool thing to ride." I like it. I I just I like it. Yeah, it's different, and they're very dynamically posed, like more so than some of the other models they've put out for the range. Because yeah. for the most part, they're kind of standing there. I'm holding a big stick or a big hammer, or I'm flying in the air. But now you have like. Models with actual lean to them, so it's a pretty nice kit. Yeah, and you know, and I'd like to. I mean, you know, I, I, know I, I, I try not to be a fanboy, and I try not to just be like, "It's great, yeah, it's great, yeah, it's great." Because if everybody just says, "Yeah, it's great," it's a boring show. But they're great. Like these, they're not screwing these up. You know, it's there's not. I got nothing when I'm looking at it. Saying the only thing I don't like is the, the guys without the helmets, and I'm putting helmets on them. So, mm-hmm. so there we go. Like I fixed that problem. Yeah. I'm done. It's it's beautiful. It's fantastic. Um, if I had if I had a complaint, it's that I was just I was like six models from done, like mm-hmm. like three characters, the two Dracothian riders, and and the giant big stupid dragon, and or the Star Drake, I should say. Um, and and now I've got like ten more models or fifteen more models to to do, and I'm like, I was so close to done, like finally done, like everything I owned for them done. Um, and not that I'm complaining, but I was actually looking forward to moving on to the next little project mm-hmm. because I have several projects I want to do this year, and I actually want to get more than one project done. And if <laughs> I guess you know that that's first world Warhammer problems, but if you you know if you, if you keep putting out new models from my range, how am I going to finish? Um, so that's that was my only beef was it's like uh, you just you just stop me from starting my fire slayers, which I. I wanted to do them anyway. Now that they dropped them in points, I don't even know if I have enough. But it's like, well, okay, I can field some of them. So mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. So, um, hey, did you pick up the War Scroll cards? No, I did not. I like them. Not for me. I like them because you know what? I, in fact, I had a game last weekend, and I just kind of laid them down. And I was, in fact, you know, I kind of kept them near what that part of the, you know, like along my backboard. But I kept them sort of like, you know, I had these guys off to the left. So I had the card over there. Uh, you know, this this battalion was over here. I kept those three cards together. Uh, I know most of the stuff for the Stormcast at this point. Like, I know most of the rules. But if I want to check anything... It, instead mm-hmm. of going to the book and flipping through the pages and look, it's nice to just have them right there in front of me. Um, yeah, I mean, I can see the value in it, but I don't like how small the print is on is those. Very small. That, yeah. And if I'm going to use something for like a quick reference, I want to be able to read it quickly. And for me, I can't do that with those cards. Yeah, I, yeah, um, I, I that yeah, the, the print is really small. I will grant you that. Yeah, but the new tokens though, like that is. Something I do. It is something I want to pick up, but I'm picking it up for the tokens. I'm not picking it up for the cards. So right, and even the tokens have some of the few battalion things and specialties. Otherwise, you've got all for all the other stuff. We just we ordered up a, a, a fat ton of. We we did the club order from Ben Curry, mm-hmm. um, which uh, you know for the for those dice. So, 
Um, but no, I, I like them. I like the cards. I was pleased with them. Uh, you you are one hundred percent right. The typing, the print is very small. But yeah, I didn't have. I didn't. It's like I just. I didn't have to pull my book out at all. And so I was like, okay, this works for me. Um, of course, if you've got a battalion, you either have to print that out or something. You know what it is? It's like you can you you can make your little list on on your phone or on your tablet. You know, with the app. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you're constantly tapping and flipping and 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 switching. You know, and finding the the proper sheet. They're all right there in front of me. I just. Yeah. I, and I, I just like that. I like that they're all right there. I just grab it, look at it, put it back down. I don't have to be flipping through pages, flipping through screens. It's there. So that outweighed the tiny print for me. Mm-hmm. So that's where I was at. Um, what else? Picked up shadows. I got uh, didn't, I got shadows over Hammer Hall. So got uh, we're going to be unboxing and, and and putting together and looking at the the new Warhammer Quest. Uh, Warhammer Quest is fun because pretty much anyone in my house can play it, mm-hmm. which is one of the fun things. Is like if there's a, a game time and you know someone else wants to join in, it's like oh we could play this and it's easy and quick to learn and it's like oh these are nice models and it's like oh you should come and play a game and then you know that kind of stuff works out that way. So I was pleased with that. But the Shadows over Hammer Hall is out now, and uh, by all accounts, like I haven't gotten to play it yet because I've just had a chance to look at it. Um, but I will be, you know, playing it and probably doing a small review of it. Um, and it's nice. It's another nice, really nice set. Um, another set where you get, you know, the, the models are cost more than the entire set, I think, you know? Mm-hmm. So I was pleased again. So that's what I've been picking up. What else have we got? Uh, the March White Dwarf came out, was reading that. That's got all that, all that Gilliman goodness, which, you know. I was pleased with that too. Um, of course you would. Of course, because now I've you know um, I was uh, I was I was fortunate enough to to get a copy of uh, of Gathering Storm Three and the Triumvirate of the Primarchs. Or and uh, oh man, I you know what I, I I never planned on being like an Ultramarines guy. Like I loved the Space Wolves; they were always my favorite. I figured if I was going to play one, it would be them or maybe the Blood Angels because, well, you know, vampire stuff or or maybe mm-hmm. even, you know, or maybe even the, the Dark Angels because those are pretty cool with all the cloaks and stuff. Like, I really like that. In fact, when, when that when that box set came out with the Dark Angels, I picked one up and I was putting it together. I'm like, this is pretty cool. I should get a demo game into this. This looks great. Um, and then when I had to actually sit down and paint stuff for a game, I was like, oh, this is the easiest. Spray paint with the McCrag Blue and put some stuff on it. And... Um, I really like these ultramarines. I like how they look. I like the crisp, clean, solid look of them. The blue on them. I'm just. I'm so pleased. And then they came out with this, with this, you know, with this Primark model, which I like it. But even if you don't like that one, they've got the Forge World one, which is actually, you know, super sweet too. In his older, yeah, you know, in his older, less ostentatious armor. Mm-hmm. Um, Not the upsize. Yeah, but it's just, dude. They're like firing on all cylinders, like again, mm-hmm. again, and I say that almost every show now because it's just like they keep putting, out, dude, that cipher model and that Grandmaster Voldas, those are yeah, gorgeous models. Yeah, the only thing, like my big thing with Cipher is he was one of my favorite models when I was playing 40k, like primarily, and I always liked the dual wielding, running through the air. Gun Kata type of stuff. <laughs> Jim Kata. Did you just say Jim Kata? No, no Gun Kata. Oh, I thought you like said Jim Kata. 
Okay. No, okay, not sorry. Jim Cotta. <laughs> like, there's a great pop culture reference. Uh, no, Gun Cotta. Okay, um, sorry. But <laughs> I always liked that pose, and his pose is a little more, you know, gunslingery. Like I'm pulling the second pistol. I, I get the appeal to that one too, but man, I just like the double the double wield. That's honestly, just always been cipher. Yeah, I didn't. I don't know the old model. I mean, I'm, mm. I'm I'm admitting it. I don't. I didn't. I I don't know it. So this is the only one. When I saw this one, it was like really the first one I was exposed to, and I was like, oh, I like this one. So, mm-hmm. um, but again, it's just it's 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 just great. It's just great. Um. And so I got those. I think I'm. Uh, in fact, uh, I got. We got the, the the tripod and the camera set up here. And so after tonight, to, we're going to record this tomorrow. I'm going to come down and unbox all of it in front of the camera. So because um, I'm, I'm working on uh, on some, I'm going to try some quick YouTube videos. Um, some of the ones I recorded turned out to be a hot mess. I don't know what I'm doing. Um, so. Uh, but I did okay. I did today just with from thanks to the Patreons, uh, my software that I or program that I ordered that I was recommended order uh, showed up to do some some video editing. Um, yeah. So I got that and I, I I loaded that into the to the brand new computer today, and so I'm going to edit up what I have and put out the, the the crummy ridiculous videos. Oh man, the the speed painting that's not speed painting video that's going to get a whole the. <laughs> I recorded that over. I was going to do it over a weekend. It wound up being done over a month. I got like I, I, I'm in three different shirts, recording on different days. I got a haircut in the middle of it. I, it's it's the video is fantastically weird. Um, awesome. But, but I'm going to do that, and I've got. Uh, I want to. I want to sort of unbox and, and the that that triumvirate of the Primark because it's just it's. I'm super excited. It's that's 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 such a great box. It, it looks mm-hmm. so good. Did you see the update to the app? Okay, I saw it. Uh, like I updated it at work, and then I just took a quick look at it, but I didn't have time to play with it. Have you had time to play with it? I've played with it a little. I didn't purchase Azir yet. That's the Army Builder profile. Right. Um, it's like a subscription, 99 cents a month or whatever. Um, I haven't done that yet, but, I mean, the rest of it's pretty pretty much the same it's just kind of compacted and reorganized so you're trying to figure out where all the new stuff is um so well, it, I mean, t- it just, always takes a, a little bit to get used to the new yeah and i mean it's fine it's not like it's a real big difference i personally don't care for the recoloring um because it did recolor a lot of it and it's a little darker now kind of turned looks of, like gray in the background blue yeah it's like gray, a gray yeah. blue so I mean I like the color. It's just it's a little hard to read sometimes. So, but I mean it's cool. We'll have to see how things go with it and people figuring out what's wrong with it because it's usually what happens. Like within a week, oh there's a glitch. Oh there's a problem. Well, well there always is, and you, that's, there always is. That's the stuff you're just gonna get. You know you're gonna have to get fixed. That's weird. I got okay. So I'm looking at mine right now, and I, of course I flipped to the Stormcast Eternals to see if I need to re-download everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm looking at the Stormcast, uh, Hammer Strike Force, Annihilation Brotherhood, the Anvils of the Hell, the Astral Templars. Uh, those are all with little locks on it. But then I scroll on Drake Sworn Temples, just says unavailable. Yeah, there's a couple that are like that. Uh, have they not put those on there yet, or is that just the same thing as locked? I don't know, because you can't like even try to unlock them to buy them. So. There's a couple of them that are on the like Wardens of the Realm Gate, but that's an old battalion, but it's still in there. You just can't download it. 
So what's up? Oh, and I got to re-download everything now too. Okay. Oh well, yeah. that's not a big deal. I'm just clicking no. on them now. Bloop 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 bloop. Yeah, it's so. not that big of a problem. Yeah, and see, that's the other thing is I like to buy the books, and so then if I want all of these things to be unlocked, I, I, yeah, you have to buy them again. Which you know, hey, if, if once again, if I was using all of this stuff, uh, I'd probably just buy it at least the stuff for this particular army. But uh, right now, I'm still trying to figure out if I want to. If I wanna, if I wanna buy this, uh, the you know all the extra stuff or not, you know it's it's just it you know people have been saying that for a while. It's like oh I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to get the uh, oh see it stopped downloading. Okay, whatever. Um, and then the rules I do see not under the rules I do see that uh, in the realm of Azir here you can uh, build your army, personalize it with pictures, and I've seen people and you can export it and print it out, which I do like. And it's ninety nine cents as long as it works. I mean, for you know, twelve bucks a year, I ain't killing anybody. I, you know, you, there's nothing there. I, you know, twelve bucks a year is, is relatively inexpensive for well, for anything that you get from Games Workshop. Twelve bucks is relatively inexpensive, so I'm cool with that. I will take a look at it more in detail later. It literally just came out today, so I have yeah, a, as of recording. Yeah, and so I, uh, yeah, I was working and didn't have time to really look at it. And uh, now I'm too loopy to to uh, give it a, a decent review, or not a decent, not saying decent as in a good review, but decent as in a, a well thought out and put together review. Great, googly yes. moogly. We need to be done there. Okay, let's. You know what? Let's. Uh, why don't we just move on to the toolbox? I don't think anything else came out that we need to talk about. Do we? No, I don't think so. All right. Why don't we move on to the toolbox? Yeah. We are brought to you by Chaos Rogue Superstore. Chaos Orc Superstar. <laughs> so you've been doing any any more any more hobbying, any modeling, any putting stuff together? Yeah, it doesn't stop. Um so I've re well I've magnetized my Tomb Kings for road travel, so I'm sorry in advance. Um I'm trying to think what else. Uh I've been trying to recolor the wings on my prosecutors and the rest of my flying portions for my storm cast because i have them as red kind of fanned out to orange tips and i'm not really jiving on the look anymore um it's creating a little too much of a foreboding sense so i think i need to pick them up and make them more like angels or like pigeons um from darksiders have you ever played that video game darksiders uh i think i did yeah Okay, um, they have angels that look very similar to Stormcast Eternals, um, the prosecutors, and their wings are like this hot white with blue. So that's what I'm trying to do, because that's what got me into the army to begin with, was these guys, and I just can't do anything right. It's just I can't figure out a color that works, can't figure out the technique. I tried the Duncan method, and it didn't work, because I'm just not that good. So uh, I could gonna... not get the Duncan method of painting the wings to work either dude i cannot keep a a, a a line that thin and that on each of those little crystal wing feather things yeah dead down uh, no he's he's good that's right there it's like well you win i can't yeah. i can't do it which is why mine so, look different <laughs> let's, yeah. just, let's just try this okay that looks good enough yeah so i'm gonna keep trying and figuring out um and then that's pretty much it. I've just been trying to figure out like what I've got to get done and 
I picked up another Aziros, another box of Judicators, and then I've got more stuff coming. So, yeah, I thought I was done. I thought I was done. Just and when nope. You thought you were out, nope. they pull you they back pull in. They pull you back in. Yep. Oh, I'm getting tired of painting these things. But, any event. So, no, that's pretty much I my... I think that's it with me, too. I've been painting so... And, e- like, they're all so similar. Uh-huh. Like, that... that it's like, I think it's like I need a break, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I've, I've been mixing in some, like, Malifaux and stuff just to help uh-huh. break it up. But it's still mostly Stormcast. Well, once I've got them all... And the thing is, it's like I, I know there's a few more characters. I probably need to get a couple extra characters, and I just haven't. And I was like, okay, I'm not even worried. Like when I built it, I'm like, oh, this pennant looks cooler than that pennant, and so I don't have the teleport pennant, which apparently now is a better thing because apparently the teleport pennant doesn't work as well as it used to, or whatever. So it uh, has its uses, but it's not the boom shakalaka like it was. Oh, uh, and that's fine. They didn't need so much boom shakalaka, so I'm 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 fine with that. And I like the other pennant, so I had the other pennant, or the the banner thing on there. So, mm-hmm. but uh, no, I'm I'm pleased. I'm very pleased with what I've got done. I'm I've got a few more. I may take a break. I may take a break and just start putting together and building, painting some fire slayers. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, did you do any other modeling? Anything else, or is that just your your total focus? Um, that's mostly been it. I've been prepping the rebase for um, my Zinch stuff. Because I've got to get a chunk of them done for Holy Havoc. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm already looking ahead that far. Um, and that's pretty much it. And then just uh, Adepticon. So. <laughs> and Adepticon. Oh, yeah, that thing you're running. Yeah, that oh, yeah. thing. Oh, so, oh, boy. That's about it. So now Fire Slayers, you've been talking about those. Yeah, I mean, I have a bunch, and I never really built them because I told myself until I finished painting what I had on the table, I wasn't going to do it. But I'm getting close to done, and it's like I'm starting to. I mean, I got you know a couple of the a couple of those big Chinese dragon looking things, and I got all the characters and a few boxes of everything. I just when it came out, I was like, "Oh, dwarfs, buy it!" You know, Dwarden, buy it. So I'm I'm just waiting to get to it, but uh, you should, yeah. I'm kind of I'm looking forward to it. I need a little change of pace. Um, I don't know that I'll be able to do. It. I keep looking at these pictures of the way I want to paint it, and I don't know <laughs> I'm certain how to do it that way. I'm like, oh, I may just have to do them normal. I'm going to try a couple of test models, and if it looks terrible, I'm going to jump into the simple green and just do them normal. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Um, but you know, I, I I I did some priming, and that's about it because I've been really busy with work and with the kids. Although my birthday was here, and I did get a whole bunch of new, my Mrs. Whitech went and 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 went into uh, my Amazon wish list, and like anything that was like hobby kit, like I got a new paint respirator and a jeweler saw and some little model stands and this little mirror, this little magnifying glass with little clips on it and stuff like that. So for when I'm painting sub assemblies, so I'm like, oh, this is exciting! I have so much mm. cool new stuff now. Um, I do have a few, uh, like I said, bases and characters. I got a few bases to finish for Adepticon, and I think I played a game this weekend, and I added in a character that wasn't in my old list, so I don't have him. He's only primed. Um, mm-hmm. I may paint that one and put it in. I don't know if it was great, but I, I think it was okay. I kind of liked it. So, What was it? Um, I forget. 
honestly. Um, it was it was one of it was the dude with the lamp with the lantern, with wings or without wings? Without wings. Oh, the Lord Castelland. Yeah, that's it. That was the one. I never used him before. Yeah, he was he he worked pretty good. Like, I mean, of course, I was playing against Nurgle, so it was like (laughs) that might have been why it was working pretty good. No, he's good. I I love the Lord Lord Castellan. He's one of the best characters that you can take. I think so. It's all good, buddy. And I I mean, like I said, I haven't gone to trick out. Like I I never played the Warrior Chamber before it got nerfed. Um, Mm. I, I don't have the Knight Azeros guy painted. So I don't have any of the flying characters, like you know, the assassin guy or any of that done. I'm playing a lot of the basic foot stuff, and and I'm and I like, like you know, that's I, it 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 goes to my style of play. It may not be the optimal picks, but I, I enjoy what I'm doing. I have a feeling if I do sub in some of these guys, my game will pick up a bit. But right now, I'm just sort of pleased with what I've got and how I'm how I'm doing it. So, absolutely, yeah. Um, and then. Uh, Okay, so and I know that we're getting the uh, I uh, like I said if I get through all of that I want to rebase my death army but here in, in the toolbox in the modeling section you also get the what did you just buy section. Okay, so I bought a used Ultramarines army and it showed up. <laughs> no, I bought it from one of the guys in the TC War Room, okay. uh, Craig Fassel. And uh, he he gave me you know first of all he was already giving me a decent deal you know I mean and, and it, you know it was a pretty it was a pretty sweet deal you know um, and I mean it was nice there's a lot of marines in there and they were painted and then the pictures I'm like these are painted pretty good like you know he sent me pictures of it and stuff I'm like yeah there's a lot of stuff that's not built. Uh, that I get a chance to build, but he's like, yeah, you know, I got the Land Raider, and I, and I picked up the Forge World uh, Ultramarine doors so that you got the, you know, so it's so it's, it's specifically, I'm like, oh, man, that's going to be cool. I'm, I'm so excited. So they came in the mail today. First of all, they're painted way better than my Ultramarines, and they're, <laughs> and they're all on these, like, custom nice bases that, uh, and uh, another shout-out to the TC War Room, because I'm going to have to talk to Wayne, because I, I sent him a message, I'm like, dude, where'd you get these bases? Because... I just did the bases that I did, you know, like the, you know, the Reichland, uh, the, the Sterling Battlemire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to have to pop them all off and put them on these custom bases to match these other ones because they're so much nicer than mine. And his paint job is so much nicer than mine on these things. And I'm just like, now I know I was trying to go quick and just get them ready. And I'm like, I'm like, this isn't even my main game. I'm not worried about it. But the models put my dude. He even went out and 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 the the shoulder pads are the upgrade shoulder pads. Ooh. With the fancy edges and the big, the U, you know, the Ultramarine logo, like, you know, et, 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 etched into the shoulder pad and everything like that. Mm-hmm. These things are gorgeous. I am so excited. I'm like, these models are beautiful, and I love them. I am I am so happy with this, with this, uh, with this get. And now, like, I've got, like, just about everything I'm going to need for a long time, except for that that uh, cannon that sits in the back that's supposed to be really stupid good. Um, the Thunderfire? Yeah, the ones that the guys at uh, Opec were like, you need to buy like three of these. And I was like, <laughs> okay. Great. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> I'm going to start off with just one. But, uh, 
Yeah, no, I'm I'm so in love with my Ultramarines army. Like it makes me excited to play more. Plus, that's what Chris, that's the only game Chris you and I have in common anymore. So if mm-hmm. I want to hang out and play games with Chris, you it's going to be 40k. And now bring those Eldar because I'm going to bring in those. Oh, I have so much cool stuff. Wait till I get Gilliman built. I'm just going to run around and smash his little elf people. Oh, it's going to be so good. Uh, but um, yeah, no, dude, seriously, that that. Wow, that army was beautiful. I did. I tend to mess up. It's painted so nice. It makes mine look terrible, which is fine because there's so much of it. I probably don't even need to use half of mine, so that's good. It works. <laughs> but uh, that's it. I, did, I primed and I bought a lot of things. And, and, and in honor of our guest from the independent characters, buying stuff counts as hobby progress. That's the law. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, going on to gaming. Did you get any games in last week or two? Um, well, for the last month, I've been getting stomped on uh, with the new Stormcast book by Fire Slayers. Um, ironically enough, um, anything that I have tried against the new cost on Fire Slayers just bounces. Hammer Strike Force with the plus one to wound, plus one to hit from the Lord Castellant with a bunch of retributors, bounce. Really? It's- Everything bounces off of this army. Um, I don't know if it's just a combination of what I'm playing with or what I'm playing against, but it's just anything I throw at this wall dies. And it's just like, huh? What? No. Yeah, no. Everything dies. Hard. (laughs) Okay. So great. So now I'll build that and I won't want to play it against you because I'll feel bad. Of course, no, I'll no, play no. it against you and I'll probably get stomped, but that's okay. No. It's a new puzzle that I need to figure out. It's just there's a lot more to that army with the revalue. So they have a lot more models on the table, which makes all of their stuff even better. And he doesn't do like a lot of the tunneling stuff. He only has one unit that tunnels. Okay. But it's everybody within eight inches of the battlesmith gets to reroll armor saves. And then they get their mohawks. And then they get everything else, and one per game he uses the Lords of the Lodge. So he gets to add, like, plus three to his roll for the who goes first. Oh, so, boy. Yeah, it's kind of like they're on you so quick, and they make really long charges. It's like, um, Jesse Owens That's... now subbing in for Fire Slayers. Okay, great. Awesome. Yeah, so it's uh, it's been rough, but... Um, and then yesterday I played in a Malifaux tournament for the first time in ages, and really? I actually took it down. Yeah, you won it. Yeah, look at you, man! You all these little one-day tournaments—you just crush them. Yeah, I—I I don't know. I was really going into this like I am going to get raffle stomped. I haven't played Malifaux in months, but I wanted to do something different. And it was a weird like escalation type event, starting with a enforcer brawl. So for those that are not familiar, it's you take one of the mid-level characters and you just fight and hit each other and you score points by killing which is fine um and then you did a henchman hardcore which is like a small points game using a hero level character essentially and then you played a full game at the end of it so it kind of leveled up but everything had to be in the next list so like i had a rogue necromancy in the enforcer so then it had to be in my henchman and then whatever was in the henchman list had to be in my big list so it was a very interesting dynamic. Um, but, yeah, I played against, like, one of the toughest guys in my neighborhood. And I had, like, three of his big models dead in the first two turns. And, uh, yeah, that was it. I don't know how, but I did. 
Very it nice. It was weird. Very nice. Very yeah. Nice. But how about you? Uh, I got I got a game in. Um, uh, my friend, one of my former students, uh, Brandon. Um, and I've talked about Brandon and Mike before. They're you know he, Brandon actually bought my Nurgle army and he's been painting the heck out of it. And mm-hmm. so he came over and I took like I said I I just I took what I was thinking of taking to Acon just to see how it would do. And um, you know we were, I was trying out some of the battalion because I had the new book the brand you know the, so I was like okay let's try this but you know the, I just used the hammer strike battalion but I changed up a few things here and there. And I was mm-hmm. like, I looked, and I and I told him to look through the you know I'm like look look at these look through some of the you know the battalion war scrolls. He picked uh, one that you take a great unclean one, and you have like six other units, and then everyone with the tally band. Yeah, I think that was it. The tally band. Oh, so good! It is so, so good. good. And so, so, but his list came to like twenty four hundred points. But Brandon's only got in about six, seven games under his belt. Sure. So I'm like, take it. Let's see if I can. Let's see how I can do against it. This way, I don't have to. I don't have to worry about holding back or anything. It's like I can just. I can really go in and see what my army can do. And even though he's inexperienced, I can go. So. I got to tell you, until I managed to roll up a double turn, I didn't think I was going to win this one. I couldn't do any damage. It was like no. I take out some of his, some of his, uh, uh, you know, the plague bearers, and then he puts them back. And mm-hmm. then I put a couple of wounds on the great unclean one, and the great unclean one heals up, and then the tally band gives it more healing. And it's like, oh, I took off half your wounds. Okay, I will just put them all back. And I was like, what is going on? And it wasn't until I double turned and he couldn't put them back that I was able to take down that... And but we were just having fun because he was just like I want to take some of my big stuff. I'm like, dude, take it all. So he had his soul grinder on the table. He had the glotkin on the table. He had oh. a great clean one on the table. And he was just bringing. It, and I was just I was just throwing everything I had at these things. Just like just try to mortal wound this thing, kill it. Um, it was just it was a huge bloody battle, but uh, it it was it was a lot of fun. In the end, I took it with a double turn, allowed me to put up enough wounds and mortal wounds. On a couple of his big guys, that that broke and that stopped them from all getting all the bonuses, and then I was mm-hmm. able to move through and and clean. And it was close too because of the fact that we were we played one of the you know capture the objective type things. Yeah. And at the end of everybody at the end of each turn, you got points for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just sitting on it with these big creatures. And when I finally killed them, then he couldn't hold. I was able to grab the objectives and uh, and turn it around and win it, but. We had a ton of fun. We had so much fun. And, um, you know, he's getting more into it. He's playing more and more. He's going to be there Saturday with his brother. Uh, they're going to bring their stuff. So it's nice to get some guys who are sort of, well, I mean, they played a little when they were in, like, high school, and then they went to college and stopped playing, and now they're back, and so now they're playing again. Mm-hmm. And then they're really getting into it. Like, every weekend, he's like, are we playing? And I'm just like, okay, I got I got a, I got family stuff this weekend, but it's like I'm almost always got a game on the weekends now of AOS because that's awesome. Yeah, he's like always like I'll come over, I'll come over on Saturday or Friday, whatever, whatever night I'm not working, let's get a game in, or or if not, he's like I'll just bring him over, let's sit down, let's put in a movie and paint. I'm like this is fantastic. So that's where I'm at with that, um, and that's pretty much all the gaming I did. So I guess we're into the other section. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got any other? Um, yeah, Carrie and I are on season three of Peaky Blinders on BBC. I heard that's really good. Uh, it is. It's weird to see uh, Scarecrow and Bane playing characters other than Scarecrow and Bane. Tom Hardy's in uh, it? Yeah, Tom Hardy is starts in season two. Oh, I have a man crush on Tom Hardy. I guess I'll have to start, oh, yeah. start watching. Oh, yeah. No, no, it's legit. Um, and then the main character is uh, 
I can't remember the actor's name, but it's uh, Cillian Scarecrow. Murphy? Yes, thank you. Yeah. Um, so he's in there, and he does an absolutely fantastic job. And then that's Sam O'Neill. Um, so it's a really good show. It took us a little bit to get into it, um, but now that it's kind of gotten going, it reminds me a lot of Boardwalk Empire. Um, okay. But a little more uh, gangy as opposed to mob. So it's still really good. Um, we finished Sherlock, and then um, I got tickets to see Metallica. So nice, yeah. Wenger and I are going with his uh, wife, so we're going to see him at Soldier Field, which is Sweet. like yeah, checklist done. Yeah. Oh, so okay. Uh, so I, uh, in a similar uh, concert vein, um, I managed to avoid having to go to see Depeche Mode this summer. <laughs> Fantastic! I went with my wife last summer. She was supposed to go with Kathleen, the owner at Unique Gifts and Games, and she couldn't go. Uh, and so Heather had the two tickets, and she's like, "Well, you want to come with me?" And I'm like, "Not really." And she's like, "I thought you liked Depeche Mode." I'm like, "Freshman year of high school, I liked Depeche Mode, and then I and then you know I hit puberty." Um, <laughs> and and she was just like, "No, you're coming with me." And I was like, "The only, I was like the only person there, like not having a good time." I actually got yelled at because I was sitting in the in the seat in the stands playing Sudoku on my phone, and she got really pissed. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I'm just like, I'm just oh, I'm like I don't. And they didn't even play "People Are People." I was like, "What is wrong with this concert?" But uh, really, so they didn't. They didn't play it. Not wow. even during the encore. And I was like, "Really." Um, Come on, man. So, but they're going again, and now Kathleen is going with her this summer. And oh, it's go good. Yeah, and I mean, I'm happy she's going. I was just like, no, I don't, I don't want to go again. And it was so funny because Christopher was mocking me. Christopher was mocking me for having to go. And then he was out in California, and I think, I think he might have been dating someone or something like that. And and they 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 wanted to go, and so Christopher had to go. So he was like, oh, okay, guess what? After all that mockery, I got to I got to take this back because I'm going to see them too. And I'm like, wah, wah, wah. So, so how do you survive a concert like that? Because the weekend before Metallica, I have to go see John Legend with my in laws. Go! I mean, I at least knew some of the some of the songs, so it wasn't it wasn't all like I knew some of the songs. You just go. You just I, I wound up sitting for most of the concert because I don't I, a I don't stand that long because I'm morbidly obese, and b I just didn't care. You just kind of sit through it. You just deal with it. I mean, it's just it is what it is. So awesome. So whatever. <laughs> Uh, so what else? Uh, okay, Audible. I am listening to uh, Orson Scott Card. Uh, you know he wrote the. Well, this is the second prequel series to the Ender's Game series. Uh, he wrote a trilogy on the first Formic Wars, and now this is. I, I'm, I'm starting the second Formic War trilogy. I uh, just finishing up the first book on that, and then I'm going back to some of the books from that Expanse series because I'm really enjoying those. Um. Other than that, um, I'm just trying to catch up on my DVR, watching all the normal TV I always talk about. Uh, I did go out on my birthday and see John Wick 2. And? I liked it. Uh, it was okay. weird. Like, I don't know that it was as good as the first one. Um, Never is. Th- there's a setup for the... Uh, well, I mean, okay. Remember when you're watching The Matrix 2, and despite whether you liked it or not, or whether the ending was, of it was good or not, you know, like, when you watch the, the scene on the highway, and yes, it was exciting, and yes, it was cool, but you'd already seen all of it, like... In the mm-hmm. first movie, that's kind of how it was. It was just like more no. violent. There was more gun. It was. It was. I mean, there's only so many times you can shoot people in the face, and and you know, I mean, and I'll, I'll watch it. It was. It was good. Like I said, I enjoyed watching it. It's not like I won't watch it again. It's not like I won't buy it on Blu-ray when it comes out. Um, the only thing about this movie is, um, you know, like uh, okay, spoilers. 
and not really huge spoilers, but spoilers. Okay, so if you don't want to hear, jump ahead a second. I'll give you a second. So he he he's supposed to do this thing, and he refuses to do this thing, which made me, which seemed weird to me. Like you know what's going to happen if you refuse, and you refuse anyway. But so basically, they put like this guy puts like like a huge contract out on John Wick. Like every hitman on the planet is going to try to kill him now, and as he goes through the movie trying to get to this place, like every third person that he meets in the street is a hitman. Like, remember in the first movie how they had the places and you could see like that weird like 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 uh, underground of criminals that was going on. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. apparently every third person in the world is a part of it, at least where John Wick lives. And so I was just like, oh, what? Um, but I did enjoy it. Like I said, we had fun. Um, but it, it was a bit over the top. It did set up a third one if, if they want to do a third one, if this one does well enough. Um, you know, but I like Keanu Reeves running around shooting people in the face. So I can't complain. Um, hmm. The other movie I saw, and then we're going to wrap this up and, uh, and, and go to commercial and then come back with Carl, is I did go see Logan. Hmm. And, and I really liked that movie a lot. It was nothing like the old man Logan comic book. It was just they took a concept and ran with it. Um, there were times I forgot I was watching a superhero movie. It's just a regular good movie. Um, hmm. You could tell they they didn't you know it was they didn't have the rights to all the characters. They kept the they kept it simple. They kept the budget I think a little lower. Um, it was just it was a it was a really you know Hugh Jackman's like this is going to be my last Wolverine movie. It was it's like well you finally did a good one. Um, and, oh, so it is like legit. Yeah, I've been on like Wolverine burnout ever since like X Men Two. Well, so. you know what the the first class and the uh, the 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 first well the first two of the original trilogy were good and the third one was terrible and the the first class and the second one of that were good and Apocalypse was terrible. Um, but this and then the first two of the Wolverine. Solo movies were, were were terrible, but this one was good. This one was really good. I went with the kids. Morgan was crying like three times during the film. She was. She was and, and just crying because she was like it, there was it was it was it was a good movie. It was really well done. I was super pleased with it. So hmm. I can't wait to go see it again. And Harrison, it's like it's in his like of all the superhero movies, it's like he said it was in his top three. Maybe top two. Mm. He's like he just he was really just shocked that they t- that it was, they, they they took it so serious, and I'm like, no, that was good. I liked it. So interesting. All right, so that's that. Um, we've been going a while now. In fact, we've been going for 40 minutes, which is longer than we generally want to go. So let's take a break, and when we come back, we've got Carl from the Independent Characters, um, who is who has played some AOS and has agreed to come on and chit-chat with us about it. So I'm excited. So we'll be right back with that in just a minute, folks. Are you finally looking to start your rebasing project? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some new and interesting resin terrain? Six Squared Studios. Are you looking for some fancy acrylic counters to keep track of wounds or maybe some other statistical anomalies? Six Squared Studios. Maybe you need a new rack for your paint? Six Squared Studios. Well, then look no further. What you need is Six Squared Studios. They ship worldwide with domestic shipping for both the U.S. and Canada. Six Squared Studios. 
That's right, Six Squared Studios. That's the number six, squaredstudios.ca. When your gaming needs go beyond your basic dice, tape measure, models, and paints, think Six Squared Studios. Six Squared Studios. Now all your base are belong from them. We are back, 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 back with some Age of Sigmar talk from a 40K perspective with none other than Carl Tuttle from the Independent Characters. Carl, thanks for coming on. No, thank you for having me on. Oh, boy. Now, we had talked about this before because, you know, you and I have talked before and we hung out at Adepticon a few years ago. And when I heard you say on the show that you were thinking about putting together some AOS stuff, I was like, dear Carl, (laughs) (laughs) if you play, how about coming on to chat about it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy to now that I've actually played. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I mean, I played when I, re- I received a starter set and, uh, you know, I gave that a go. Uh, but th- I didn't really feel like that was really representative of the game and certainly not representative of what it has become now with the general's handbook and, and all the expansions that are now starting to show up. Right. No, uh, you know, no, it's it's it, the game's grown a huge amount since what they sent us originally. Yeah, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. So now, for for any listeners who are who who are not forty curious and maybe don't listen to forty uh, k podcast, Carl, uh, you want to just introduce yourself and let people know, sort of like uh, your 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 uh, war gaming background. Yeah, sure. So uh, as you mentioned, my name is Carl Tuttle. Uh, I am the host of The Independent Characters, which is a show that has run for about the last seven years. We took a a break for about a year um, to kind of recharge the batteries. I thought I was actually quitting, but apparently I'm the only one that knew I wasn't quitting. You were the only (laughs) Um, one who didn't know. That's right. So, uh, yeah, uh, the show has um, been very successful and has kind of exceeded every expectation that I've ever had for it. So we've been very fortunate that... Uh, I've made a lot of friends through uh, that show. I play primarily Warhammer 40K, uh, Warhammer 30K as well, so Horus Heresy Gaming. Uh, Those are kind of my two uh, real passionate love interests uh, in Wargaming. And I started playing about 11 years ago now, I think. So I've I've been around for a little while, but certainly not as long as uh, one of my co-hosts who's been playing for over 20-something years. Um, and the other one has, I think, about the same amount of experience I do. Yeah. So it was, who's, who's been playing since, like, Rogue Trader days? Was that? Uh, that would be Justin. Yeah. yeah my, one of my co-hosts, <clears throat> Justin. Yeah. And uh, he used to work at Games Workshop, you know, in one of the stores and has, you know, I, I think a couple different stores at, at one point. So uh, he's kind of been around the block for a bit. Um, <laughs> I and, and, you know, we... I, I tend to say that those are rotating co-host seats. Uh, occasionally, I will bring in other people instead of Adon or Justin. But really, they're the most two dedicated guys to coming on the show. So uh, they tend to get on more than everybody else. So. <laughs> and they, they've been very, very helpful in keeping the show going after my original co-host, uh, Jeff, uh, uh, quit, kind of quit the, the show. I mean, it wasn't like unexpected, like we had 
kind of planned several episodes in advance when he was going to leave and that kind of thing. But he really wasn't playing as much as he used to. And and so just felt like, you know, I'm not really contributing as much as as I should be. So. So it's been a transition, but it's been very, very successful. Hey, I know how that goes. And your transition was a lot smoother than mine because after my second yeah. co-host left, I had about four months when I was running solo. And boy, people let me hear about it. Yeah, that's so. brutal. That's yeah. brutal. But, you know, I mean, the thing the thing with podcasting is you have to have the right mix of people. You have to have people who don't necessarily parrot your you know, uh, your message. You know, they, they may have differing views. Otherwise, it becomes pretty boring. So, yeah. Well, Alex is... <laughs> Alex, you know, I, I'm still the color. Uh, Alex loves the fluff uh, like I do, but he he actually wins when he goes to tournaments and stuff like that. So it's a beautiful. It it becomes a much better mix when there's somebody who knows what they're talking about when you get to the back of the book. Well, I hate, I, Alec, I, I, I hate Alex. I hate Alex already. <laughs> I hate Alex already. So this should be a good show, <laughs> bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't even know. I <laughs> don't. <laughs> It's funny though, yeah. He no, he does. He like especially the one day tournaments. Like, oh, Alex just took, we were just talking about. How, I haven't played Malifaux in three months. I went to a one day tournament. I took it. I was like, oh God, bless me. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I really do hate. You. <laughs> so and else, I, I, I I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, for people who don't, for people who've listened to this show for a long time and don't know Carl's show, I just and I want to say this, and I don't know. I don't think I've told Carl this, so I might as well just throw this out there. Um, Carl, you know, your show is really sort of fluff oriented. Like, you know, you talk about like the stories and things like that. That's one of the things I loved about your show over other 40K podcasts. And I was listening because I really got a sense of the background and the stories. Um, and you didn't you don't do you didn't do like army book reviews like forever. No, like you did. No. Yeah. But you would cover those Forge World books, those. Um, mm-hmm. What are Imperial they Armor. Imperial, Imperial Armor. Armor book. Yeah. And, and the Horus Heresy book. Uh-huh. Yeah. And you would go through those stories and they were my favorite, like my favorite episodes to listen to when you would go through Imperial Armor and tell these huge sprawling stories. And then you'd get to the back and you'd talk about all the all the game mechanic stuff and how fun it was. But it was really sort of that story focus. So when 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 Forge World finally came out with that Tamarcon book. Yeah, which is actually right here on my desk. Is it? <laughs> yeah. It's uh that came out and I was <clears throat> with my co host Christopher at the time. And it was like I'm like we have to cover this, and I'm like we I have remember. to cover it in depth. And it was literally, I took your show as the template. Now I I I go way far longer than you, and I go into too much, and I do stupid dramatic readings and put music in the background and stuff like that. Um, <laughs> but it was your show that really like got me. That's like you know you can take this book and go through the story portion and really make that the show, and it can and it can work. So yeah, that ta- that Tamarkin story is a good one too. Oh yeah, the the throne of is it the throne of chaos or something? Mm-hmm. Or, throne of chaos. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, that's a great story. Alan Bly wrote that. That's fantastic. Yeah, there is so much that goes on in there. It was just it was really great. So, yeah. but yeah, so you you got your your show was really the inspiration for the way we cover books. Like when we did the end times books and stuff, same things. Uh, yeah. That was that was the inspiration for it. So give credit where yeah, credit's we- due. We tend to um, we tend to you know swim against the stream. So, for example, um, you may not know if you're not into 40k. I kind of be surprised if you don't know that uh, Warhammer 40k right now is going through a transition period where they're about to move into Eighth Edition, and part of that ramp up to that is uh, this thing called the uh, Gathering Storm series. And people keep saying, "Oh, it's going to be the end times for 40k," and it's it's not. I mean, 
you know, no, I'm sure you're gonna plenty not. of arguments about that, but it's not. Everybody's been told that it's not. Uh, but it is, you know, moving the story forward just slightly. It's kind of the wheels spinning in place, you know, but a lot of things are happening. And um, we covered the first book of that series, The Fall of Cadia. And, you know, I mean, the, the problem for me with that is that everybody's covering that. And so I really felt like, hey, you know, maybe we're not going to cover two and three because <laughs> everybody else and their mother is covering it. I'd rather talk about things that other people are not talking about currently. And uh, certainly we can, you know, we, we acknowledge it exists and we talk about, you know, oh, there's been some changes. But I think I'm probably going to end up not covering two and three like we did just because it's just too, com- you know, it's too common. And I mean, people could listen to that and other well, yes, that's I'd a, rather do something different. And that's I think that's in 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 all of our little, you know, chosen niche. Um, you know, a new book comes out and everybody rushes to and we've had this conversation before off the air, me and Alex and my friend Rotor and mm-hmm. I, yeah. you know, it's like everyone's rushing to be the, I used to do that all the time. Oh my goodness, when we first started this show, like we like we get it, we'd read it, rush through it and talk about it that day. You had to be the first one out there so people would want to listen to it and not get sick of hearing about it. Yeah. And now it's like, yeah, I was, I, yeah, I was always one of those people that's like, we'll get to it when we finish covering it and it'll be later than everybody else. And that's okay. For example, you know, the latest Horus Heresy book, book seven Inferno has just come out and, you know, within a day people were rushing to talk about it and okay, you know, we're going to do our really in-depth coverage and it's going to take two episodes and, but that's a lot of studying and a lot of research. And so, yeah, I agree with you. I, I like to go in depth into the story and the background and the lore uh, I, I think that's a major part of the game, just like, uh, you know, Warhammer Fantasy and now Age of Sigmar. I think it's a tremendous part of the game. Um, but, uh, y- you know, I, there's really these several pillars that kind of support any of this hobby that we're in. And to me, that is uh, the background and story and it's the, the collecting and modeling aspects. And then it's the actual playing. So, right. Exactly. You got the modeling, the gaming, and the reading. And the, yeah. for me, I, I, you know, we love that reading. And yeah, that's what we decided too. We're like, you know, we're just going to cover the books. You know, if something strikes our fancy and we love it enough that we really want to cover it right away, we will. Yeah. But yeah. otherwise, it's like, let's, you know, Alex is like, hey, that new book just came out. Do we want to cover that really right away or do we want to go and play it with it for a few weeks and, and monkey around and then, and then I think do that's it. definitely the right move. Yeah. Right? I mean, one of the things, there was a very popular podcast, I won't name names, um, before. And one of the reasons we always said we don't do codex overviews, codex are, you know, essentially in 40K what uh, your guys' um, battle tomes. Yeah. Battle, battle tomes. tomes yeah. Yeah, we're called and and, you know, because I, I listen to this podcast go through rule by rule and unit by unit, whatever unit did. And I was like, you know, our listeners can read. <laughs> so <laughs> we we don't need to do that for you. Um, but I was guilty you know, of that we, for a long time. So. We do uh, we do cover those armies like we do a thing called show of force where we talk about. Where did the army come from in the history of Games Workshop, and and where does it sit in the in the universe, and then where does it where's it going, and and then we'll talk about a couple units, but we'll also talk about the models and the Black Library line and the Forge World support and the whole kind of nine yards. You know, we give it a whole overview. So, no, anyway, no. that's not what you're here to talk about. <laughs> 
Uh, you know, hey, with, I sometimes get a little sidetracked, especially when we start talking uh, po- podcast shop. So yeah, I'll I'll talk your ear off at Adepticon. We'll do that. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, all right. So we got some questions here. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, okay, you've been playing, like you said, 40K for like 11 years. So what made you want to give AOS a try? Like, I mean, so, yeah, we all, we all a, tease the other system, square basers, yeah, round basers. Yeah, I, always, I always thought that was really funny. They would call, uh, yeah, square basers was the thing I had always heard. Um, and you guys won me, that argument because. <laughs> for me, Warhammer Fantasy, I, I thought, like. I thought it l- looked somewhat interesting, but I'll be honest, like I did not care for the look of like the rank and file units uh, in movement trays. To me, it didn't feel um, that that interesting to look at on the board. And I get that there are like historical, you know, phalanx units and that kind of thing. But to me, I was just like, man, you know, it doesn't a- appeal to me. And when I would look at Warhammer Fantasy tables, like the terrain was not as varied as like the 40k terrain and and it, it felt like you have some limitations because you're within these trays. Um, and so it just never really gripped me, you know, and unfortunately, as a result of that, I didn't really get into the lore either. Um, I just kind of didn't have an interest in it. And, you know, then, of course, uh, the big Age of Sigmar drop happens and <clears throat> uh you know, I have friends, uh, Justin, on my show being one of them, who was a huge Warhammer Fantasy player. And, of course, you know, as we as we know, uh, the community reacted uh, very quickly to the way Age of Sigmar released, both in what it did to the backstory and what it did to the game itself. And I think one of the chief complaints was, oh, it's too simplified and it's only four pages. And I think that's a real misnomer. Um, <laughs> but, you know, so what... What happened for me was I got, you know, the, the the set, the starter set. And I said, well, you know, I mean, you can't knock it until you try it. Right. And what really set me off was I was looking at the undead models that they were showcasing in uh, a white dwarf or something. And they had moved these guys to uh, round bases. And I thought, wow, you know, look at the it just it just looked more dynamic and it looked more interesting. And I thought, oh, maybe. I, you know, maybe I'll do like a small undead army and because uh, I'm a huge like Dungeons and Dragons player for, you know, 35 plus years, that kind of thing. And I thought, you know, maybe I'll do a small little army and give it a try. But everybody just kept talking about how bad it was. And again, I'm one of those people that's like, well, let's try it and then determine how bad it is. Um, <laughs> but I just didn't have a lot of like energy behind it. But I, I was I did become curious about it at that point because I realized the barrier to entry was much smaller. And yeah. With terms and so, of cost or models, like both. What exactly? Yeah. Yeah, both. I mean, you know, it's you could you could start with a very small uh, number of units and play. And so um, I think the ultimate thing that kicked me over the cliff was when the new um, the new version of the orcs came out. The Oryx, I think they're called now. Yeah. And there's that one guy that's on the dragon. And I saw that model and I thought, holy cow, that is an awesome looking model. And I thought, maybe I'll do Oryx uh, for for Age of Sigmar. And the more I thought of it, the more I was like, I don't want to paint an Orc army. <laughs> and I don't want an Orc <laughs> army. It's a lot of models. And then I thought, I thought, you know, I have these Chaos Warriors that I've been sitting on because I was using bits from them for my Chaos 40k army. I said, I should just play with Chaos Warriors. And... 
Um, the starter boxes are great deals. So I picked up one of those starter boxes. And of course, Archaon on the, the mount on the, the, you know, the big demon winged mount is just such a beautiful model. I was like, you know what? I think I'll just do that. And, and I built it fairly cheaply. And uh, again, I have you don't understand the depths of my hell in terms of backlog for 40K painting. So I was <laughs> like, there's there's no way I'm ever going to get this. So I commissioned a friend uh, to who's really talented to uh, paint up my Age of Sigmar force. And I've been played a couple games uh, since I've got it all put together finally. And um, it's fun. Like, it's absolutely a blast. I'm. Even Justin has now played like three games, and I said, "What do you think?" He goes, "It's super fun." I'm like, "I told you, nice." <clears throat> so yeah, that was really what kicked me over the edge to play Age of Sigmar was the flexibility of it and the the barrier of entry, and honestly, that it divorced itself from the visual look that I didn't care for, um, and I, I just I absolutely have enjoyed every game of it I've played so far. In fact, I'm supposed to play this coming Sunday. Nice. So, I have to say, I, I, I don't I don't miss the rank and flank stuff anymore. Only because you can move around much more easily. I don't know why round bases look so much better. I don't know either. I really don't. It's the corner. It's the corner. It's absolutely the corner. How do you There's, mean? Well, it's like on the squares you have the four corners. It's a very complete, defined area, and it's smaller than the rounds we're dealing with now. The rounds don't have those sharp breaks on the corners, so it looks more seamless. Because it's circles a don't have corners. No is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, just making sure. Okay, let's keep going. Well, you know and what? I think I, I, I think the thir- the 32 millimeter bases too offer a lot of. Um, ground you know on, on it to to sculpt something that looks compelling as well so right yeah. no no but it, and, it is it's it's beautiful it's fantastic i never thought i would like it so much and now that i've got it on rounds it's like i don't want to play on anything else yeah it's it's really fascinating there are definitely things i like about age of sigmar and honestly there's a few things i don't care for about age of sigmar um but playing it is not one of those things like playing it is quite fun and um it, it, I think the first thing, like the first game, I, the first real game I played with my buddy Josh, um, was liberating in the sense that there's a lot of baggage with 40k right now. And you know, playing Age of Sigmar, it was like, oh, um, so I want to charge these guys, and they're in terrain. So is there like a minus penalty or no? Just charge them. Oh, okay. They kind of removed a lot of the yeah buts in it, and and I really do like that. It became more of, and especially when you start talking about units, it's not so much you can do this, but it's more like you can do this and, you know? Oh, that's, that an interesting, that's an interesting way to put it. I like that. It's not you can do this, but it's you can do this and. Yeah, because yeah, they did. They pretty much dropped the barriers. It's like, just play. Just play your game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's super fun. It's just super fun. <laughs> well, and it cuts down on some of the gaminess. No, you yeah. can't because I managed to move this guy an inch away over here, so you can't do this. Or I managed to put this guy here, and I've stopped your. I mean, you know, I've stopped your entire strategy by doing this one little thing. Uh, there's a few. There's a few ways you can kind of you know assaulting, where, choosing where to assault guys from you know one flank as opposed to another flank. But I mean, those all kind of make sense in in many ways. But those seem <laughs> like more strategic moves. Like I know yes. I, you weren't playing before, but. There was other stuff like, you know, because with the square bases, everything was measured from those 45-degree 
angles, like from your front and your flank and your rear, you know, sort of like with your vehicles. Yeah. But so you'd have guys who could only move, you know, like if you have a guy over on the edge of the board, you'd run up models, you know, your your unit near it and be like, well, you can't pivot through things. And so you can't pivot. So right. you can't move. And I could lock you in. And there's none of that. When you, the, the game right, became right. so fluid, like in movement and in all this other stuff. And there's still that strategy of can I get over to this side? Um when I charge, can I do this and that? But it, like I said, it's 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 more freeing than restricting. I would agree. Yeah, yeah, for the sure. The gaminess is gone. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, those are the things you know I've really liked about the game so far. Um, the general's handbook for me kind of tightened up a few things. We play with the rule of one. Uh, we've right. been playing with that consistently. We've also been playing. Uh, so far, we've been playing effectively points-based games. Um, uh, which is fine by me. I mean, I'm fine to play points. I'm fine to play without points. I really don't care. I'm so narrative focused anyway. But the points kind of helped, I think, for for several of us to say, um, uh, "Hey, you know, what what kind of size game are we talking about?" You know, if I just show up with a couple units and you have a massive army, you know, it, for us, it's more about the context around uh, what what kind of game are you looking to play. So what I haven't done yet. Dave is I haven't played um, many of the missions that are already provided for you, and I hear that that's where the game really takes off. Oh yeah, you should ask that. Okay, Alex, this is your Alex because he writes up a lot of scenarios with the secondary and the tertiary objectives and stuff like that mm-hmm. for the tournaments. Um, that that's where it shines. But Alex, you you take this part because this is your baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh whatever um so you've played what have you played then have you been playing narrative battle plans or what have you guys been trying uh so we've been doing the battle plans in um f- first we just like did some very simple like here's three objectives on the table um uh out of the general's handbook there was there's a, a number of missions based around the points value system mm-hmm. the, and those are the ones we've primarily been giving a try so far okay well, those are those are the good ones, and then it's just variations off of those where you just add multiple ways to score points. I don't know if there's a lo- there's a lot of that in 40k. I've noticed mm-hmm. with like the maelstrom cards and the tactical objectives, yeah. and those actually cross over really well into AOS if you're a fan of those. Um, you just got to change of, some wordings. Like Brotherhood yeah. of Psychers obviously doesn't exist, but you know one of the problems with those cards is that it can randomize the game so much that even if you're outplaying your opponent, your opponent can get lucky enough that they pull a victory. Mm. I generally play those when I play with people who are less experienced than me because then like they still have a shot at winning even, you know? Oh, oh, okay. Sure. No, no, I see what you're saying. It's like, I don't play 40 K enough. Like I'm 40 curious, but I've never heard that interpretation on the cards before. Yeah. I actually Uh, saw that happen uh, Friday. Sorry, we call them drunk commander cards. <laughs> Where your commander's like, "Go over here and catch this." No, wait, go over here now and get this. Uh, no, come back here and get this. <laughs> you know? Wow, I actually I was watching. I was watching the Warhammer TV on Twitch on Friday. Yeah, my, my which student, is great. My students were taking a test, so while they were taking a test, I just turned it on. <laughs> and uh, I saw that happening though. The guy was one guy was doing really well, and suddenly a guy had like three of these cards, and it was like I just he played this, 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 and suddenly boom, the point swing went crazy, and I was like, wow, yeah. just because he had a good draw, you know? Yeah, mm. I mean, a there's lot. a number of ways to mitigate that, but yeah. 
Yeah, and there's a lot of cool like if like I said, if you like the narrative uh, games, there's a whole bunch of cool like in in a lot of the other books, and you know, um, uh, they have all sorts of these little just you know story objectives without without any points listed or anything like this. It's like you know if you can do this or if you can do that by the end, you 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 win. Um, oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. Okay. There, if, mm-hmm. in, in in any of the campaign, like the story, like the the larger yeah. campaign storybooks, there's always three or four, maybe sometimes even up to six of these battle plans, and yeah. um, and they'll follow the. You know, it's it's just like when you with the with the Imperial armor. There's a story, and then there's this. You know, this this battle plan right. for that story. Right. They're not always balanced. They're not always the same, but they they throw them in there, and it's like, you know, you can play with the armies that they had or you can bring your own stuff in uh there's a ton of them i'll show you some of them yeah. when i see you at at, at akon in a couple of weeks because there's so a lot I of had, cool stuff in there i had bought the first hardcover book which was the kind of start of the realm gate war stuff right, right? Mm-hmm. and uh you know I, I when it came out i didn't realize oh like you i don't have to have this book like this is not it was more of a narrative focus to the book and, and such. It was okay to to read through it, but I think for me what really landed it was the General's Handbook offered a lot of different ways to play and, and whatnot. And what I'm curious to see, though, is like the Realm, Realm Gate Wars has kind of progressed, and now you have like the Zeech stuff, and it, where the Realm Gate Wars kind of ended, as far as I've read, is kind of Zeech really starts taking on uh, like the mantle. I mean, like they, they kind of step forward and now you have the Zeech book, which has come out. So I'm curious to see if they continue to progress the storyline through this campaign. And I'm really hoping they do that from what I understand is the plan. Like the realm gate wars themselves, like that story's done, but the next story is about to start. And they did, you know, they did that whole worldwide campaign over the summer with all the games right? and, and order did really well. And so now orders, you know, like Sigmar has taken back a lot of cities, but now that all those cities have grown, Zinch has, you know, gone and he's yeah. got his people in there. So that's like the start of this next level of the story. And got so, it. Okay. And so, and this is also the way they're going to bring in, from what I understand, and this is like mostly rumor stuff. It's not like I got the inside track on, on these upcoming books. I wish I did. Um, but obviously some of the races we haven't seen brought back yet. People are like waiting. Right. Where's the elves? They're, you know, they they're they haven't just brought them out yet because they're they're waiting for them to come up for their time in the story. Makes sense. So, Makes sense. Yeah. So that stuff yeah. is is rolling out, and those those story bits are happening. I, I we are as excited as you to see what this next what the next campaign book and what this right. next storyline uh, leads right. through. Obviously, there's going to be a lot of Zinch in it, which is nice because it's been almost all corn and Nurgle the whole time. Yeah, um, which I'm about corned out to be honest with you. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I've had enough of corn at this point, and and I'm a huge Zeech fan. In fact, you know, I'm looking right now at the Lord of Change model on my desk that I've assembled and started painting, and I'm using them. And the great thing about that is I can use them cross armies because I I play 40k with them as well. So, uh, yeah, I'm very excited about that. One of the things um, that I'm kind of bummed about uh, with Age of Sigmar, and and I didn't even realize it until it was too late, was um, I bought the Total War Warhammer uh, video mm. game. Oh, that's old which, world. Yeah, which is old world. And uh, like I said, you know, because of the square basing and my kind of lack of interest in Warhammer Fantasy, I really didn't know a whole lot about the old world. I knew a little bit. I played some of the role playing stuff. But you watch the intros for each of the races in that game. And I was like, 
oh man, this is really, really cool. And I feel like I missed the buzz. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh man. And and to be honest, like I've read several Black Library Age of Sigmar novels and they aren't grabbing me. And um, I'm having a hard time with the lore around it. And so what I'm hoping is that that lore will continue to develop, much like you're saying the campaign uh, is going on. Because my my main problem with it is, take for example, um, Call of Archaeon, which is one of the books I, I read. But it basically boils down to a bunch of this superhuman guy is fighting this superhuman chaos guy and they're all superhuman and they're fighting and they're monsters. And then, oh, this guy's, you know, grieves. And I'm like, there's nothing to relate to is the problem for me. There's no every man to relate to. The Empire, as far as I can tell, is gone. You know, so, I mean, where are the humans? We don't we don't know at this point. Maybe there's pockets of them. But even 40K, like you have the Imperial Guard. So you can say, well, here's what an average human life is like in 40K. But yes, I'm playing Space Marines, but I know where I sit in relation to those things. It becomes more obfuscated in those stories for me, if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, I mean, they have like the free, they do have humans and humanity, and that's popping up more as we go through uh, this next series with civilization and everything. If you've not oh, read good. Uh, oh, good. City of Secrets. Um, is, is that one the, of the Black Library novels? Yeah, that's the Nick Horth one. That's the most recent one. It's got a zangor on it it's one of the legends of the age of sigmar series that i think will probably start to connect the dots more for you okay um, okay because that is there's one stormcast in it and it's not till near the end of the book okay um, yeah oh, I'm, I'm happy to check that out I'd it's regular it. humans it reads very much like the old world fluff oh cool um cool. and a lot of that background so that might be a good read for you and i mean i i get it like i i see you know chaos was ascendant and tore the world apart basically and now you have these different realms and so i get that they kind of have to steer back to that but like i said I, that's why i'm so excited to hear that like the campaign is starting to progress to tell the story because i think that may get me more involved and i think you know much like the game i think we have to give the the lore and the background a chance to uh you know evolve and to um ferment and and become something bigger than what it started as because when the old world started it didn't come out of the starting gate what it is you know at Tamarkin right right <laughs> I mean, no exactly it was not nearly as robust and and to be honest neither was 40k so you know i, I i'm all for seeing it grow um i'm just having right now a hard time struggling through some of the black library stuff and i want to read it i just oh it's rough for me. Even even authors that I really, really appreciate and enjoy, like Guy Haley and stuff, who are writing stuff for Age of Sigmar, and I'm just like, oh, I love you, Guy, but I can't get through this. <laughs> yeah, if you're if you're not a if you're not a Stormcast Eternal fan, some of those books you're just like, oh, I'm not reading it. And I, and I totally yeah. get that, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I am a huge saying- Chaos fan, and and Call of Archaon was just a bunch of Chaos guys fighting Chaos guys, and I was just like. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and well and, Ar- well, and that's yeah, and that was that was a bit of an odd series because Archeon has just become this thing. Like, you know, he was, you know, he was, he, um, you know, he's the only guy who's ever managed to, you know, become like the chosen of all four gods, but not right. actually be beholden to any of them. In fact, you read the fluff, and he's here's a here's a character who who 
at times will like you know because he works for all of them and he works evenly. But if he feels like they're manipulating him, he'll basically just work with the other guys and like ignore you for right. a while. And right. he, like, who gets away with that with the chaos guy? Archeon does, you know. A, a, a Baden in 40k. A ba- yeah, and a, yeah, basically he's kind of like that. Basically, he's, he's the fantasy Abaddon is what he is. Yeah, <laughs> or and, Abaddon's the sci-fi him. And when <laughs> he shows up, everybody dies. Like, right? It's ridiculous. Like you read the story, and he shows up, and he, I mean, single-handedly kills off entire armies. And <laughs> it's because he, I mean, it's it's who he is. I mean, it's it's right. ridiculous. So you read that Call of Archeon, and every story is about him. You know, giving a summons to a really great warrior, and now go kill everything you see, including your own friends, and prove you're worthy enough to be with me. And that's every story, yeah. so I can see where it gets like that. But it's to me, it's a little bit fascinating because he's he's that standout character who's like, sure, he, he's not, you know, he's not a Scarbrand, he's not a he's not a Fate Weaver, he's not beholden to any one right. god. It's like he's almost his, you know, his he. He's sort of a demigod. He sort of you know, right. he stands there in right, his own right. right. No, that's exactly where I was going with that. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, I'm going to pick up City of Secrets because that sounds like that might appeal to me. So I'll give that a go. Yeah. Cool. And it's different. I mean, I didn't have a lot of appreciation for either Archeon or Abaddon um, prior. Or how do you say his name? Is it Abaddon? It's told. It's said two different ways. Depends on the audiobook you're listening to. <laughs> it's okay. either Ab- Abaddon or Abaddon. So okay, I I, I freely switch back and forth like a bad actor from Hollywood. Because oh, I didn't appreciate <laughs> either of those guys until I started reading Heresy. I didn't appreciate yeah. Abaddon until I read the first. I only got through six books of Heresy, but it's just yeah. to develop that character. And then the same thing with Archeon. He was just like this doom and gloom guy, and then they developed the character. So yeah, well. That's where, er- Aaron Dimsky Bowden has written uh, a novel called Talon of Horus, and the second one is about to come out. But it's all about how Abaddon goes and forms the Black Legion after the fall of Horus and all that. And mm. that book is incredible. It is honestly probably my favorite Black Library book. Hmm. Cool. So well worth checking out. And if you and you know the first like eleven books, you don't even have to read. You can just listen to that in that uh, after Olivor. <laughs> And that's right. <laughs> covers I it hear all. that show's good, but I'm waiting for their next episode. Well, you know what? We're, they're on the Free Buddhas <laughs> Network now, and uh, uh, and uh, Terrace has uh, got up to episode seven. And once he gets ten, all ten of the old ones up, we've got eleven in the can waiting for him. So, oh, is that is that what's going to happen? Okay, yeah. You know just, what I'm waiting for? I'm waiting for the next episode of the ICs Unbound to drop over there because we've delivered it to him. We're waiting. But that's all Josh and myself talking about Age of Sigmar and how we played it. <laughs> oh, sweet. I can't wait to hear it. That's right. Yeah, you guys were talking about that on the last episode, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, cool. Um, all right. So, let's see. We got, got, some, got some other questions. What else we got in here, Alex? Um, so, um, for us going from – oh, man, my computer just shut off. Um, so, for us going from the movement trays, as we talked about before, to the round bases and – yeah kind of freedom of movement um movement is a big deal um and a lot of the mechanics so like um what from coming from a 40k background like what was the transition to the aos gameplay like for you oh uh very natural i i would say we played three rounds and i was like got it and we knew all the rules and you know i had to keep looking at my war scrolls but i mean it was really like uh, there is a difference in terms of like unit coherency. I think in Age of Sigmar, you have to be within an inch of of your own mm-hmm. guys. In uh, in 40k, it's two inches. So I mean, but 
there's no blast templates in Age of Sigmar either, so it's not as big a deal. And in 40k, spreading your guys out to avoid getting wiped out by large blast templates is a big deal. You know, uh, so I it, learned that, that the like, hard way at, at Wapaka. Yeah. So that was a very easy transition for me uh, mechanically. Um, I feel like, uh, it, yeah, like I, if anything, I was burdened by baggage from 40K. Yeah, you know, the limitations. Oh, you can do this, but. And now it became, as I said before, you can do this and you can do that. Um, so it was very easy to do. I think that, I think that 40K, you know, like I said, one of the rallying cries of, people in the 40k thing was oh my god they're going to age a sigmar 40k and uh, my stance on that was well what do you mean by they're going to age a sigmar 40k like what is it that's concerning you if they destroy the entire backstory of 40k that would probably bother me more so than hey they're going to implement rules from age of sigmar into 40k because i think 40k has a lot to learn from age of sigmar to be honest with you hmm yeah, I hear a lot of the opposite from my local 40k guys. They are I'm sure. No, absolutely not. That is not ever the game I want to play. It's like have, have you even Have played? they tried it? Have they tried it? Because it wasn't until I actually played Age of Sigmar, you know, a few few games and saw how it worked and 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 realized, "Oh, hey, this is actually really really neat." Uh, and liberating, as I said, that I got more excited for 8th edition. I was like, oh, I hope they do what they've done to some of these things. Now, I mean, 40K, there's it's it's pretty vast, and there's a lot of things that fantasy um, didn't have. Vehicles, you know, huge monster robots, that kind of stuff. Um, but there are comparisons that you can make. And, and I think I've said on my show, one of the things that I kind of a, am expecting that they are going to do in 40k is take the kind of um, decreasing abilities based on wounds. Uh, so you have take take uh, Archaon for example. The more wounds he takes, you know his abilities change. He can't mm-hmm. move as far. He can't you know use these abilities at this point. I think they're going to take vehicles and effectively give them hull points, which are like you know the wounds. And mm-hmm. say, okay, you know, this vehicle starts with 12 hull points, and as it decreases, it can't move as far, or maybe, you know, at this point, it's stalled. And, you know, so I, I highly suspect those things may come to pass. And honestly, I look forward to it. I would, you I know what? I hope it. that that was when we were talking about that when we were playing 40K at, at Wapaka. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, I would love to see, you know, uh, Rhino's got, you know, Eight hull points and a land raider's got fifteen, or I don't know, because I don't, you know, I don't yeah. know anything. And yeah. just as they go down, it gets weaker. Then you're not worrying about front, back, left, right. It's just like look, right. hit it, and you either. It just make that stuff simple. I get confused, you know, and it's like, and I'm not stupid, you know. Oh, <laughs> so forty k, forty k at this point is bloated. There is no doubt about that, and they know it. Um, now, I mean, do you give some things up by doing that, like? One of the cool things about 40K is that, hey, you know, my uh, predator has a higher front armor than it does a rear armor. So I need to make sure I position that predator so that you can't hit the rear armor. Am I giving that up? Sure. But I mean, to be honest with you, it sounds worse than it is. Once you give that up, you don't really realize it. A perfect example of that would be the to hit uh, and to wound charts uh, in 40K. A lot of people said, oh, I don't want these static, you know, I roll a threes and I always hit thing that that age of sigmar has 
once you start playing with that, you quickly forget about that to hit into wound charge. <laughs> You're just like, oh yeah, I don't even want to look at that thing. This is great. You know, um, there are, it's interesting because there are other ways to represent a, the toughness of a creature and other ways to represent the strength of a creature. And, and, and it doesn't have to be a chart that you compare, you know, my strength versus your toughness. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what about the double turn? That's a oh, big yeah. deal. I was, I was a victim of that uh, twice in the last game. <laughs> and that is pretty brutal. I mean, there is no doubt about that. That's pretty brutal. I, I don't know how to really talk about that yet. Like, I don't feel like I have enough experience with it. Being on the receiving end of it surely sucks. There's no doubt about that. I don't know enough to say, like, well, here's what you can do to, like, prepare yourself to potentially counteract, you know, losing that. We're you good. Know, ah, ah. You know what? Let me do this. Let me reboot my computer real quick. I'll be right back. All right. Games in Grays Lake, Illinois is the one-stop shop for all your gaming needs. They carry anything your favorite gamer may want. Board games, collectible card games, miniature-based games, and all your hobby gaming supplies are there, as well as books, charms, incense, crystals, and other unique gifts. UGG has it all. Come into the store and ask about their frequent buyers program, or check out their gaming and events calendars in-store or online. From Tuesday night War Machine and Thursday Board Game Night, Friday Night Magic. There's always something going on at Unique Gifts and Games in Gray's Lake. Check them out on the web at uniquegg.com. And we are back talking with Carl and Dave and me. And the double turn. <laughs> and the double turn. Uh, yeah, so, I, I mean, I, you know, Alex could, could probably answer that better than I could in the sense that, you know, the thing about Age of Sigmar is the close combat is so alternating. I mean, clearly the person whose turn it is has the choice of I'm going to do this first and then this, you know, but movement is very important obviously and that really gives them that extra movement which is where assaults turn against you and that kind of thing it can really really damage you um i don't know the answer to that yet i i do know being on the receiving end of it hurts a lot (laughs) yeah it's more i was more getting at like your initial impression of the double turn because it's a completely different mechanic from yeah 40k and fantasy prior to this yeah for sure um Um, you know i again i think i just don't have enough experience yet to say uh it it definitely hurt me uh when it happened uh in the game and it happened twice so that was even even more brutal but um but i i don't think you know i just don't think i know enough to like prepare for it or or anticipate that hey i need to set myself up in case this happens 
Um, so mm-hmm. I need to start thinking about that a little bit. Um, yeah. yeah. Now, do you think something like the double turn could fly in 40 K? I don't think it could with the rule set right now. Yeah. Um, certainly how the armies play the whole order of operations would have to change. It's very different in the age of Sigmar than it is from 40 K In 40 K it's, you know, move psychic phase, shoot, um, uh, assault, right? And and those are those all work very differently than they do in Age of Sigmar as well. So I mean, you would have a problem with a double turn. Would mean I not only it would be devastating at this point. I mean, mm-hmm. it would absolutely be devastating. An Imperial Guard army would basically pound you twice. <laughs> oh mean, yeah, that's enough to take you off the table sometimes. Um, well, and that, so, I think that's part of it is that in 40k, like. In, in in AOS, you don't not too many things that shoot have that all the way across the table reach out and touch you. Right. <laughs> Whereas in 40k, you do some of that artillery and some of that stuff that, especially like you said, the Imperial Guard can do. Yeah, or Tau for that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, that's what you, I was getting at with Tau. Yeah. Well, yeah, in, I, I I think it would be in, at, at this stage in the game, unless something else were to change drastically, I think that would be problematic for the game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So you mentioned that there's some things you really enjoyed about it, and some things you really that you you weren't you know that you weren't hot too, on. Yeah, yeah, weren't too hot on. Uh, what, yeah. But but what what are those things that really stuck out to you? Either, uh, either way, what what stuck yeah, out so, is great. So, what stuck out is uh, no no. Let me start on in the what's not so hot, and that we already actually covered because it was primarily just the 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 fluff, the background. Um, I, I struggle a bit with it. Um, I mean, as far as gameplay mechanics stuff go, uh, I have yet to come across something that I didn't enjoy. Uh, I, again, being the receiving end of the double, <laughs> the double um, uh, initiative, you know, the double turn against me was was pretty brutal. But it didn't like spoil the game for me. You know, like it wasn't. I'm pretty easy to please when it comes to these type of things, so it didn't like ruin the game for me. But I could see how somebody could get. Uh, deflated as a result of it, you know, or, or demoralized. Is, it, it can, if you go second and you have a really great first turn and then you go again at the top of the second turn, there have been times that you can end the turn, game in two turns and that's horrible. Wow. But yeah. when things get kind of balanced out, wait till you have your first game that goes all five turns and every turn is a double turn. Yeah. I literally had that at Wapaka. I went second and I double turned and then the guy double turned and then I double turned and then he every turn was a double turn. The game was insane. <laughs> but you know, not only that, it makes the game go quick. The thing I really appreciated about our Age of Sigmar game, and this was the first game I played, like we played qu- quickly, even though we had to look up a few rules and, and such. I mean, it's not like there's that many pages of rules to look up. So, I mean... The, the game played very quickly and very smoothly. And so I knew I was in trouble at the end of the game when I looked at my army. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to need some of these units. <laughs> <laughs> when you're and, planning and then, your shopping list, you know, that's it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, my buddy who painted the army for me just finished painting some Varengard for me. And, oh. and, and I was like, I mean, it's only three. You know, which cracked me up because I was I was reading. I don't remember what it was I was reading, but they were like, "Oh, if you want to play this mission, I think it was one of the one of the final books." And it's like, "You want to play this mission? You play like with 
12 or 15 Varn guard. And I'm like, that's like $600. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of your mind. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, I knew I was in trouble when I was like, okay, I need to add some of these units to the army. And I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll add this. But I mean, the fact is I have a lot of demons I can add to it without, I didn't have to spend that money. I could have added a bunch of other demons. But, um, but then the other thing was, uh, uh, my friend turned to me and he's like, so we should start a campaign. And I'm like, yeah. And then I'm like, I don't have time for a campaign right now. What am I talking about? So we really did enjoy it. I mean, from start to finish, it was a lot of fun. Um, and it's just, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great game. I, it's, it's surprising. And there's quite a few 40 K players that right now, like I said, 40 K seventh edition is pretty bloated and it's kind of collapsing under its own weight in some ways, which are make, which is making me very excited for eighth edition and some streamlining and honestly, some features from age of Sigmar being pulled into it. I think it's, it's going to be a fantastic time to be playing either of these hobbies. And unfortunately now I'm sucked into both of them. So that's a real problem. Mm, that just happened to me. And as you know, but Carl, I'm, I was telling you, yeah. I, I, I went with Ultramarines because it would be quick and easy to paint for my first tournament. Mm-hmm. And uh, now they're I love them. Yep. <laughs> I love my Ultramarines. Yeah, I, I have a massive Ultramarine army. I, I know. And I, I picked it up, and I was, I was sort of being the ironic hipster. I'm going to play the army everybody hates because it's quick to paint, and it's the Ultramarines, and they're the poster boys. And the more mm-hmm. I play with them and the more I paint them, I'm like, oh, no, I, I love these guys. I really when do. I, yeah, when I started playing the Ultramarines, like I decided, okay, I'm going to do another Space Marine chapter. First off, blue is my favorite color, so it was kind of like, ah, you know, okay, I want to do this. And, and it is a good color scheme. Um, I went to Adepticon that year with my Ultramarines that I had finished painting and, uh, there were only two or three other players in the entire event, the, like the entire convention that actually had Ultramarines and people would say, holy cow, you know, there's, those are actually Ultramarines. And I'm like, yes, they are. And so, I mean, when you say they're the poster boys, like not a lot of people were actually playing them. Yes. They were on the cover of every codex and, and whatnot, right? but people were not playing them. Now, a lot of people are playing them. Um, yeah, and I, I don't know about the after Ulanor thing. I don't think you've gotten as far as uh, as uh, oh, what is it? Uh, no, no fear. I've read it. No, I haven't even read it yet because I had to stop okay. reading to go back and reread to do for the show. So no, I'm well, hoping I can't. Oh, I'm so excited to get to that book. No, no fear is one of the best ultramarine books I've ever read. It's really, really good. Very cool. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> and, and I think Dan Abnett did a great job of making them very cool. Like they're they're tough. They you know they're they're smart. And and he did a great job of, of showing that in the book. Nice. <laughs> so um, okay, and I totally sidetracked us with the Space Marines. So did, did you get? Did you? Are you getting Gilliman? Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, of course. How could I not? Yeah. Right? I, I'm I'm using the helmet on him though. Oh <laughs> yeah, me too. Good choice. Good yeah. choice. Not, not a big fan of his head. I have the 30k version of him as well, but but Bef- that was mostly just because I wanted the 30k version of him. But yeah, I'm gonna do him with the helmet. I I think it's a beautiful model. I I genuinely think it's a beautiful model uh, with the helmet on. Alex and I were talking just before you came on, and I'm like, none of my Space Marines have no hel- don't have a helmet. Like I I think, do not have. Yeah, oh, I mean a every- bunch of mine. Oh, I can't! I can't! It's like I, we we both had this conversation. Why are you taking your helmet off? Because <laughs> you're that badass. <laughs> I, I can't. 
Yes. So. That's the argument. That's it's just no. You are that awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't I just, know how scouts survive. I mean, my sergeant, my sergeants don't wear helmets. Oh, oh, is that how you know your sergeants? Okay. No, but oh. my sergeants don't wear helmets. Because they're <laughs> too cool for the helmet? They're too cool for school, yeah. <laughs> oh. I just don't understand how some guys survive, like even Space Marines, without wearing their freaking helmets because they get exposed to so much stuff. It's like, why aren't you dead if you don't have your rebreather or all of your nifty little arrays and everything their, like their that? Lungs, Never mind their getting lungs shot can, in uh, the face. Their lungs can, can uh, deal with all those particles. They have multi lungs that can deal with those particles and no, contaminants. No, I, I understand. And like they have the giant shoulder kick. pads that they just put up in front of their face to block the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. I mean, the I play salamanders, so I had to put a librarian together, and mm-hmm. he has black skin. Okay, that's great, but why doesn't he have a helmet? Because he has uh, a psychic hood, and uh, the helmet impedes his psychic abilities. Oh, there you go. See? You see, there you go. That's the only explanation I needed. Now it makes sense. Thank you. Don't worry. He throws up kind shields that block all the bullets anyway. Wow. See, I just, yeah, we it, just went there. It's it's like the uh, it's just like the answer when I'm when I'm reading my comic books. Why? Because I'm Batman. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Exactly right. Why do they have their helmets? Because we're space marines. Because they're hardcore. Why why don't special forces guys wear helmets all the time like standard infantry and soldiers do? Well, because, you know, they're too cool. They're wearing baseball hats and there you stuff. Go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. No, it's just, oh, seriously. But like you said, that's the one thing now is like now they've got me on both systems. I literally yeah. have started selling off every other game system. Like even if I played it a little bit. Seriously, all my Kings of War got, is getting sold. My Malifaux stuff. It's like, yeah, you know what? It's not playing. Get, get it. Just go. My Infinity yeah. stuff, go. Yeah. And why? Well, I need that money to buy more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, on on our latest episode, which is about to release, I I was just talking about how, um, you know, as I was digging through boxes of things, I was finding Forge World models I forgot I had bought, you know, like $125 tanks and that kind of thing. And I'm just like, this is out of control. And uh, what have I done to myself? So (laughs) I've got boxes of Tyranids that are still in shrink wrap sitting in my closet that have been there a year. I'm like, this is it. I'm going to get rid of all this stuff and I'm going to take that money and then focus it on the projects I want to work on. And so we're actually setting up a big, um, what we're calling a barter and buy amongst our friends before I put this stuff kind of online for sale. You know, we're going to see, Hey, do you have something that I'm looking for? And I may have something you're looking for and we can kind of trade and see if that, you know, works and and everything else I'll just sell. That's, that's (laughs) honestly the best way to do it. That's, that's how I, uh, I sold off an entire Nurgle army to my buddy, and I took all that money and bought this other space. You know, but I had a thousand points of Space Marines. Now I've got about three because <laughs> it's just this is the project it I want to like work on. Sounds like you need some Space Marines. I know a guy who has some extra stuff that you might <laughs> want to buy. <laughs> oh, I, 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 for the first time ever, I was telling Alex it was the funniest thing. For the first time ever, I bought an army that is painted like normally. I'll buy stuff and I'll, I'll strip it and paint it the way I want it to look. Yeah. And this dude just sent me his his Ultramarines army, and it's painted way nicer than mine. So I'm just like, oh, oh, that's I'm like the worst. I'm like, I got to. St- I told him, I got. I go, where did you get these bases? He sent me where he got the bases from because they were the, the custom resume. I'm like, I'm gonna have to at the very least switch those out and make get my stuff to match yours. But oh, yeah, man. no, that's it's the yeah, plastic I, um, crack. 
I actually just spent the last two days in airbrush classes by CK Studios. Um, so I spent 16 hours on airbrush stuff, and I was working on a dreadnought for my Black Legion uh, army. And the problem is it looks so good that I'm going to go basically repaint my entire Black Legion now. So, yep. yeah. It happens. You know, it happens. Fortunately, I'm not that far into it yet, so you know I can kind of step back a little bit and, and straighten it out. But I learned so much about airbrushing at that point. So cool. Hmm. I, like I said, I'm I'm just I'm just so happy to hear that a lot of the 40k guys are starting to enjoy Age. Like I uh, I was just listening. It to is say- it is growing in this area. Age of Sigmar is growing in our area. Yeah, like without a doubt, without a doubt, more and more people. Like there, we have a private facebook group amongst a bunch of our friends and even guys who are hesitant to get it are now putting pictures of themselves having bought an army box and they're like okay you know? <laughs> well i was just listening I to uh, i was just listening to signals from the front line and reese literally today was saying um you know reese robbins yep. and he's like we've been playing more aos than we've been playing 40k he's like it's ridiculous yeah. he's like it's so much fun we're having we are all really enjoying this game and I mean, come on. We you got to know this is. I mean, they they're they're using this as the testing ground. I mean, of they course. did. Yeah, for for the, for the for the game that sells more. You know, let's try it out yeah, on there. Course. I heck, they did it with Eighth Edition uh, Warhammer. Uh, let's let's yep. let's let them pre measure everything. Okay, yep. hey, that works. Now you guys can do it. Um, so you know you're going to see some stuff spill people over. People in the people in the 40k side used to hate random charge distance. Some probably still do, but I'll tell you I think it's one of the best additions to the game. It creates such a sense of drama and excitement. I think it's fantastic. I've failed I've failed 2-inch charges and I've made 11-inch charges, you know? Oh yeah. You know so all I need is a 3. Oh, you're kidding yeah. me. A 2 and then you know your opponent's screaming and I've been sitting there playing a game and it's like, "Okay, this 12 right here, you need and boom, it hits that 12 and the the the, the, and it swings the whole game. Yeah. yeah. People are screaming. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's so, great. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm I'm very excited to be honest with you. I'm more excited than ever because I've played Age of Sigmar for what they're gonna do to eighth edition. You know, I again I, I don't know, like I haven't had any inside track. I I've heard a few things here and there, but um but I, I'm I'm definitely excited for, for if it goes if it swings that direction at least, I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Um, and I would love to see 8th edition kind of level the field on things like Eldar and Tau and Tyranids. Like, I, I'm really hoping my Tyranids step up come 8th edition because of Age of Sigmar, you know, changes. Oh, and you know what? I was just thinking about this, too, because this is something that we've gotten this last year that you guys haven't been able to get. With the General's Handbook, it's been out, and the Handbook 2 is coming out like this summer, so it'll be in one year. And they actually just released uh, the South Coast GT is going to be played, and they've got some of the new test points because they've actually adjusted points. Right. How exciting is that? that. How exciting is that that you don't have to wait for another codex, that they're just going to adjust stuff like when it... Like oh this on the fly. Yeah. yeah it's not these guys are I, I definitely like that I definitely like I mean the book is totally reasonably priced that you know I bought it whatever five months ago or whenever it came out six months ago and and the reality is like you know I'll drop another twenty five thirty bucks on this book that's fine you know I don't feel like I've lost anything as a result yeah exactly I mean if they come out with an annual type thing got yep. no 
I think it's fantastic. And and to be honest with you, the the fact the way the you know War Scrolls work makes it so uh, just easier to <laughs> deal with. You know, I mean, you can just add units to armies easily. You can you know adjust units if you need to. I think the one thing. I they really need to figure out how to do though is make sure that you know you have the latest war scroll at any given time. Um but I mean that's just figuring it out. I mean I, I'm very I you know people keep saying, Oh, when's the Sisters of Battle Codex gonna come out? And I'm like, you know, I don't I don't think it will. I think I think they're gonna probably move away from codexes. And I to be honest with you, I hope they do. <laughs> I'm fine with that shakeup. Yeah, I mean, we get the battle tomes, and it's cool, but you don't have to get them. They've literally broken it into the four alliances, right. and if you just if you don't care about the all the little fluff background on each guy, here's your stuff you need to play the game. Go for it. I heard I heard you uh, kind of give a hmm there that I'm assuming this is not the uh, philosophy in your area for the 40k players. No, they like their codexes, and I'm looking at them, and I've I just watched this the other day. Um, this guy had four different groups. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like, how do you keep track of all that? Yeah. Well, I just take the good stuff out of each one of them and I just know how it works. It's like, isn't that kind of yeah. a headache? I've got these different formations with these units in these formations. I need to bring four books to the table in order to use all these formations and show you the books. Um, yeah. you know, it's, he wasn't it's, even using the new stuff, the, yeah gathering storm this is just like normal stuff oh yeah oh, oh yeah i get assassins and i get gray knights and i get space rings and i get imperial guard it's like so you're just playing imperium how is yeah, that exactly any different? And, I, and i think that's exactly what's going to happen i mean you can see it right now with some of the lists they're creating in the gathering storm stuff it's mm-hmm. absolutely i think it's going to be imperium i think you're going to have eldar you know, which are dark El- or Aldari or whatever they're going to call them now. Uh, the dark Eldar and the and the you know regular Eldar and this new faction of Eldar. I, I think that's all going to be one faction. I'm curious again. Poor Tyranids. You know, they're supposed to be the huge threat coming to the galaxy, yet <laughs> they can't ally with anybody, and they get stomped every time they show up on the field. <laughs> they so, can't even go with Gene Stealer cult. Yeah. Well, well, actually, I think they can. Um, I think they can ally with Gene Stealer cult at this point, but. Yeah, you know, up until then. And the worst part is Gene Stealer Cult's actually a stronger army than Tyrion is at this point. Oh, jeez. So. <laughs> no, that's not good. No. So, I mean, you know, I mean, clearly a rebalancing is is needed. I, I think people get scared about change, you know, and uh, your guys over there at the fantasy side were like, I want change, I want change. And then they said, okay, here's the change. They're like, I didn't want that change, you know. And... <laughs> and and the reality is, Eighth uh, Edition is going to show up, and some people are going to be like, "This sucks," and other people are going to be like, "This is awesome," and other people are going to say, "I want to try it now." Um, and we'll see. We'll see how it all, you know, peters out, but or pans out, I should say. But but I am very excited for it and very much looking forward to it. So cool. As are a lot of the players around here. So, and we have a incredibly robust gaming community in this area. Yeah, you guys do. I know that from just listening to the shows around yeah. your area, all the people that are playing. I'm just, like I said, I mean, the the, the turnaround in the company, the, the game, and all this stuff in the past year, I'm, I've never been more excited for this, yeah. this for yeah. either of these systems. I mean. Yeah. And, and as somebody who has always, you know, championed 
Games Workshop. And I know that they've had their rough times, but for somebody you know, like myself, who's always been very positive about the hobby and always championed Games Workshop and championed the game and that kind of thing, I feel somewhat vindicated. <laughs> things have, <laughs> the things have come around, you know, finally to to where I want them to be. And um, and I think other people are noticing it, too, you know. Oh, absolutely. So, mm-hmm. We'll see. All right. So I think uh, I think we're about yeah. done. Uh, I've kept you a little okay. longer than I've asked you to. But uh, so real well, quick. I was happy, happy to join you. I'm so glad I'm so glad you were able to come on. I know it was kind of last minute. I really appreciate your making time. Um, I will see you at Adepticon. Yeah. Um, hey, does anyone sure. want to plug anything or promote anything for Adepticon or your show? Guys, listen to independent characters. Even if you don't play 40K, it's really good. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, you come come check it out. If it's if it's your cup of tea, it is. Um, we've had some really great episodes lately. I'd highly recommend uh, taking a look at our. Uh, show of Force episode on Dark Eldar and our Show of Force episode recently on Tyranids. Um, very popular episodes that have been oh, yeah. downloaded quite a bit, and uh, you know I think some of our some of our best material was in the Dark Eldar one. To be honest with you, and so, seriously though, yeah. if you're listening to this show, <clears throat> then you you're a guy who generally likes the the story background and the fluff, and that seriously we are we are I mean the, I mean you know Carl's show is a lot more polished than this, but. Uh, you know, it's it's the 40k equivalent. It's the it's yeah, that type of thing. So if you like this, you'll like them. What Same about attitude. you, Alex? How are we? Are we sold out yet uh, for fantasy stuff for Acon? Oh, we done been. Um, <laughs> registrations closed at this point. Um, so we're trying to deal with all the logistic ends of things. I have a lot of terrain I need to move out of my basement. Um, so at that point, it's just going to be setting everything up and. Uh, getting everything ready to roll it's like two weeks away and i'm not ready for it i'm not gonna lie i thought i was but i gotta paint a couple of little last minute things and i'll be ready so i cannot wait i am super ready i am super i'm already packed my army's already packed up nice (laughs) oh geez yep yeah well no i'll be happy for the monday after adepticon (laughs) (laughs) well see i will too but that's only because spring break is that week Oh shut up! Like I literally, <laughs> I'm 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 gonna be <coughs> sick on Friday, and uh, gone that weekend at Adepticon, and then I come home and I have a week. Now I gotta redo a bathroom, but whatever. I, I'm I'm off for the whole week, so I'm happy. Um, yeah. I need to do one quick plug before we finish up, folks. Um, if you know, hey, go check out our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash/GarageHammer. Um, the, the 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 half a percent of listeners who have become patrons, thank you so much. Um, and just take a look. Anything if you feel like the show's worth uh, worth supporting, um, you know it's 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 growing, and we're doing more. And um, if you want to help, that's the place that to help us out. Um, other than that, you know, hey, iTunes reviews, all the normal stuff. We love all that stuff. But uh, other than that, Carl, once again, thanks for coming on. Anytime, Alex. Good job, man. Nah, nice, we'll nice see. to meet you, Alex. We'll meet at Adepticon. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Okay, All right, guys, I'll talk to you later. Hey, and folks, until next time, only the faithful will be triumphant, only the faithful will stand when all others fall, and only the faithful know no despair except in failure. <laughs>